All right, Tom Sandoval interview. We uh, have an amazing episode for you coming up with uh, Robin Del Monte, a.k.a. Uh, Girl Boss Town, and Peter from Vanderpump Rules. But uh, we got done recording, and then the Tom episode with Howie Mandel came out, and like literally thousands of you uh great i mean i'm 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 flattered that you you guys want our take and so we decided to do a a, a little tack on to this episode that's already jam-packed with awesomeness but uh, you wanted our reaction so here they, here they are we were going to put it behind vile files plus on our pop culture extra bit uh we wanted to give you a little preview of the type of amazing content you can come to expect behind vile files plus but anyways let's get into the interview honestly here's what i thought high level I thought it was really interesting. I, I was captivated the whole time. Yeah. Uh, Howie got us the tea, so to speak. I know. Let's address the Howie uh, Mandel criticism. It's Howie Mandel. He's a comedian. He doesn't really give a shit. Who cares? And I know a lot of people were like, well, Howie shouldn't be doing this interview. And listen, I would have loved to have done the interview. I wish I would have reached out. To, I, re I literally reached out to Tom the day I found out uh, Howie did the interview. But there's no guarantee Tom would have done an interview with me. He clearly has a rapport with Howie. They're friends. Howie created a safe space for Tom. And he got Tom to speak his truth. And that gave us an opportunity to, to react to it. You know? And so we have no idea if Tom would have given us so much information had, you know, Howie not have created a safe environment. Like, yeah, we can make fun of like Howie not knowing like all the details. But at the end of the day, Howie got the interview and it was an interesting interview. And do we really expect that Tom Sandoval would have given more thoughtful or meaningful answers in a different space? I mean, at the end of the day, we got Tom's honest opinion. And I think that's what's most important, you know? And his da da wonderful daughter, Jackie, she's the Bravo historian. She filled in the gaps that Howie didn't. So, like, I don't think Howie needs to be the target of anyone's kind of uh, frustration. Yeah, because it is, I think they, and they addressed us in the interview of this question of like, why are people so fired up about this? Because we're all in agreement. like, you fucked up, you did something wrong. But the level of like fire and passion about this, like, it's very interesting to consider it, it, why we it have is it. It's interesting. And I think Howie made some good points. It, I, I will say this before I get into the, the cr critique, you know, listen, like listening to the interview, like, I don't know, I've never met Tom. It humanized him for me a little bit. It ended with him saying he's in therapy uh it ended with and he's uh, not drinking he's not drinking it ended with how he's saying hey it looks like you're hopefully using this to turn a corner in your life and and make some real changes and and tom said yeah i mean he's in therapy trying to to work through it i hope that tom is serious about this but i have my doubts yeah. But and here's it's why also damning for the fact of him saying that they're still both in the same house, having had Kristen here saying that it's because he refuses to leave. Well, sure. They're but, basically roommates. They're living in different bedrooms in the same house because he said he can't afford to go anywhere else. But that's that's a practical reason. I mean, I might not agree with it, but he might literally not afford it. So do you really expect Tom Sandoval to be homeless? You know, I guess he could go live with Tom Schwartz. I, I agree he has options. Mm hmm. But again, we're talking about Tam, Tom Sandoval here. For me, what really, you know, first of all, the interview started with what, what we expected, right? Tom kind of opening up, uh, talking about his relationship with uh, Ariana and basically, you know, describing how 
bad it was, right? We were disconnected. We were leading separate lives. We, she wasn't paying attention to the shit I was doing. We would travel separately. We weren't having any intimacy. Yeah. And let's assume all that's true. Let's just take that at face value, right? And then, so then he would, you know, he would follow it up with, well, I know what I did was shitty. You know, it was shitty. He, he, throughout the episode, he seemingly, quote unquote, took accountability. Like he never tried to defend what he did. But he did the whole classic thing of trying to dismantle the relationship with Ariana. So it was like the implied, like, what, like there was no relationship there to save. You know, there was a part in the episode that he sp- literally spoke for Ariana saying that she's more up- upset about the relationship ending yes. than the infidelity, the lies, the deceit, the embarrassment she might be feeling from him fucking one of her friends like maybe that's true i don't know but that's that was a bold fucking statement for me what really resonated with me what really kind of made me confirm that this guy just doesn't really get it it was the part where when tom was talking about him breaking up with ariana right and there were a couple instances where he gave examples of he mentioned how he tried to break up with her two weeks earlier and he talked about how Ariana made a couple comments that like didn't make sense, like where uh, he accused her of saying something to the effect of, I'm not going to let you break up with me. Uh, my life is essentially going to end if you do. Yeah. Uh, another uh, later in the interview, he made comments about after the breakup. And I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm a little confused about my timeline. I don't know if she knew about the affair at this point, but something about her freezing eggs or something yeah. like that. And he basically, and so to me, you know, he was talking about how he was basically calling Ariana crazy, right? Totally. And all I'm thinking in this moment is like, dude, like you just, you broke her heart. You shattered her, right? She found out that you have been lying to her. You were fucking her friend. Like you clearly have never been heartbroken, Tom. Clearly you've never felt the type of pain and just absolute feeling the feeling of being destroyed you know because like when that happens you tend to say some shit that's out of pocket you tend to say some crazy shit in the heat of the moment when you first find out that your world is crumbling down in front of you and instead of recognizing ariana's pain he decided to go on a podcast and then use it against her to to basically imply that she's crazy and he used language like you know i was like scared because she was like not accepting it it's just like you fucking shattered her heart, dude. And so to me, it's just, it's like, yeah, he took accountability and yeah, he was like, you know, I was wrong. But like, we're talking about a 40 year old man. We're talking about a four year old man who has a history of doing this same very thing. So to me, it just sounded like a guy who was like, yeah, you know, I'm sorry. It's fucked up. I'm not going to make excuse. It's totally fucked up what I did. But like at the end of the day, to me, what he did, what Tom did to uh, Ariana is still an option for him to do in the future. You know what I'm saying? Like to me, fast forward, you know, two years, maybe it's with Raquel, maybe it's with someone else. But if Tom Sandoval is in another committed monogamous relationship that, you know, over a period of time, you know, has its ups and downs, right? And in a down period where two people are feeling are disconnected and no one's going either way to try to bring that relationship back. For him, it's an option for him to feel disconnected from his partner, feel unloved, maybe feel unseen, maybe feel unnoticed or unvalidated. You know, this all happens in all committed relationships. And instead of 
you know, sitting down with that person or just dealing with the sh- their shit, it's going to be an option for him to fuck someone else on the side. Because I just don't, you know what I'm saying? Because he came across as someone who really doesn't understand just how devastating it could be to, to lie to someone. And the only thing that really bugged me about what Howie said, and Howie's going to be a guest, I think, early in May. And I can't, yes. uh, honestly, I can't wait to talk to him about this whole interview. But like, listen, like, you know, Howie kind of had this kind of attitude where like, you're not married, you don't have kids, you know, and Howie is married. He's older. He has kids. So Mary, maybe from Howie's perspective, it's just like, you know, if you're not married enough kids, like it's not a real relationship. You know, a lot of people might agree with Howie on, on that front. But like Tom even said in the interview that as far as Ariane and him are concerned, they were life partners. For them, marriage isn't in the cards. Kids wasn't in the cards, so to speak, and certainly marriage. And so they kind of had this contract between the two. So for all accounts, they were life partners. So the, the whole argument of, well, we were disconnected or we were living separate lives, like, listen, like marriage is hard. Life partnering is hard and you're going to have ups and downs and you might have periods where you're not connected and, you're, and, and, and it's both of your faults for, for not trying to reconnect and find each other. But that's not an excuse to go and fuck someone else and certainly your friend and lie and embarrass your partner behind their back. So to me, the whole interview, it, it just, again, it reaffirmed at the end of the day he doesn't really care and like again while it might have humanized him a little bit like you know i know people have gone around throwing words like narcissist and things like that if you listen to the show you know that like i have uh, i think that word you know words like narcissist words like abuser words like gaslighter are wildly over these are important words they happen there are real victims but they're wildly overused and self-diagnosed by people who may not know what they're talking about and just because you do cheat you know doesn't mean you're a narcissist. Like the, the thing is, there's a lot of people who do real shitty things like this. Like, the, you know, it's not like half a lot of fucking people cheat. Well, I don't know if Tom Sandoval's a narcissist. I just to me, he clearly is a guy who isn't that remorseful. He's not that sorry. He is definitely like, do I think do I hope that he uses this as a platform for change? Yes. Do I really think he's committed to doing that? No, I would not bend any amount of money that he actually is going to follow through. I hope I'm wrong. But the fact that the way he talked about Ariana and her pain so kind of flippantly and so kind of like and kind of weaponize it against her to make her sound crazy when what he should have done is use that as a way to like really understand just how much he hurt her and the fact that she was saying out of pocket and kind of delusional things just only goes to show just how much he destroyed like her confidence, her self-worth and just, and I'm sure in that moment, her world was crumbling around her, so to speak. Totally. And I think they even addressed it at some point in a question where he was like, what's the word I'm looking for? And then Jackie was like, context. And I don't think that, I think this interview crossed a line from context to justifying. Like I think Tom was justifying it and I agree that it was humanizing. And there were some points where he was like, you know, he said, I fucked up, which is more than I thought he was yeah. capable of for a while. But he did kind of go into this territory of really trying to explain why this behavior was sort of the only way he could have yeah. behaved at certain points when it's like, no, you always had choices. Yeah, I didn't expect Howie to ask this question. But like, you know, we talk about this with Robin in, in, in the episode. Like, I want to know why he cheated. That question wasn't addressed. Like, why did you cheat? Why did you choose to go about it this way instead of going about it 
having tough conversations with Ariana and sitting down. And he basically, t- he admitted to basically using th- couples therapy as a way to help break up with her. Well, that's the thing. He like hid, he never just ca- came right out and told her what happened. He was yeah. like, I planned to get us in therapy. I did couples therapy. Then we did individual. And I was kind of, it was like he was softening her up to break up with her on Valentine's Day without actually telling her the main reason why he's, why break, he's, he's breaking, breaking up, up with her. I know a way he could have ended the relationship real fucking quick. Be like, I've been fucking your friend for the past several yeah. months. Yeah. Don't put her in therapy. Have her do the work. Clearly, he said there was a difference in their relationship. She started to see him. She started to see all these things. And I'm, then you're still planning on breaking up with her on Valentine's Day? Well, it's interesting. If you're going to break up, if you're cheating on somebody, you're going to break up with them. I could make the argument that maybe it's best not to tell them. Like, you are going to destroy someone. I mean, I think this is like an age old debate and we don't have time to get into it. But right. like, if you're going to end the relationship, if you're already out, like you could argue like, what's the point of like hurting them even more by saying, oh, by the way, I was fucking someone else for like a half a year. So the point is, so I, I don't mind that, but it's just more like, yeah, you were just going to keep lying to her and, and you were going to keep fucking someone else. Either way, it was just like, yeah, he just didn't seem like he really fully understood the damage he did to Ariana. And in talking about how they had a separate life, he made it seem like it was all her fault. Like she was withholding and she was cold and she wouldn't have sex with him. And it's like, it's like she's dude, an introvert. You're an extrovert. Fuck you. You did not talk about what it was like opening another restaurant. You mentioned briefly what it was like going on tour, but you did not go into any of the factors of the reasons you were probably a fucking madman with a crazy calendar that she was feeling really disconnected from you. Yeah. At the beginning, you acknowledge very briefly that when she is depressed, she is someone who self isolates and is more like quiet. And then later it felt like he tried to use at the end of the interview, this idea that the friends who he goes to the birthday parties for, and he's the one who nurtures the the relationships, like that they're choosing her side. And it's like, dude, you already said it. I actually thought that was a really great part of the episode. And it has nothing to do with like what side I take, because, you know, when Tom was saying, well, like what's fucked up about like, you know, he was referring to cast, you know, the rest of the cast, about all the podcasts they're doing. And they've been graciously, you know, coming on our show as well. He's like, you know, I was more friends with them. And maybe that's true. Like, you know, Tom clearly seems he sold himself as the extrovert who's always willing to show up to your party and have a good time. And like Ariana's just not always in the mood. Like I relate more to Ariana. Right. But regardless, cool. You're a fun time. And then Howie's just like, yeah, but they're not your friends. They're people you hang out with. And honestly, like that part right there that Howie talked about is so fucking on point. He nailed that. Like, it's true. Like Howie said, like, listen, man. And for anyone listening, you know, like go back and listen to that. It's it's so fucking true. Like the, the older you get, the more you realize that like, you know, there's people you hang out with and there's people you have fun with, but they're not your friends, not necessarily. You know, friends are the people who really show up in this in this time of need. Now, like, you know, Tom Schwartz, for example, is trying to be a friend to Sandoval. Like how he's going about doing it, we don't we we have some notes, so to speak, but he at least is loyal. I wish he would try to hold his friend a little bit more accountable. And maybe not tell people, like, give them hugs. But either way, like, I have no problem with Tom Sandoval not abandoning. Or Tom Schwartz not abandoning Sandoval. Correct. But, like, you, you still have to hold them accountable, right? And so, yeah, I think as far as friendships go, like, yeah, I think for, 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 for Sandoval and Schwartz, like, that's the thing. It's like they have made the mistake, I think, through life of prioritizing people who aren't their friends, you know? And people do it all the time because being a good friend isn't having a good time and keeping secrets. And that's what a lot of younger people think friendship is, is like people they like to party with and people who are willing to like 
keep their secret in exchange for keeping theirs because it's, you know, cheaper than therapy. And it's like less like vulnerable than going to therapy and like really letting it out. So it's just like, hey, do you want to have a drink with me? Can I tell you like some like tea? Please don't tell anyone. And to make me feel safe, you're going to tell me something. That's not friendship. That's just like convenience. But, uh, you know, I did like that part. I thought Howie nailed that line. But I don't know. That Those are generally my thoughts. I, I, I'm not betting on Tam, Tom Sandoval to actually make real changes in his life. And it was that moment where he tried to low-key make us think that Ariana was crazy for how she handled the breakup. And I think that's just a really fucking shitty thing to do. Because when you like end a nine-year relationship or you fuck, are fucking someone, you know, your partner's friend behind their back or both, and they find out in the heat of the moment, they might say some fucking crazy shit. They might say some insane shit because the pain has just like filled up their body and they, they might feel in that moment like their life is going to end. And to take that moment of pain and then broadcast that out to the world as if she's the crazy one and you didn't know what to do, I think just confirms that like, honestly, maybe you're just a piece of shit. And I don't know if like the therapy that he's in is really good. I, I hope I'm wrong. I really hope I'm wrong at the end of the day that Tom really does feel bad and wants to be a better person and use this as a way to, again, find out why you cheated. Because it doesn't seem like Tom really is all that interested. You know what I'm saying? Like, he doesn't seem disgusted with his actions. He didn't come in saying, honestly, like, I'm tired of being this type of person. What I did disgusts me. I have a hard time looking in the mirror, and I have a hard time even accepting what I did. I am so broken for how I broke someone I claim to love. And I desperately want to go into therapy and I want to find out why I do this shit. I want to find out why in these critical moments, I am choosing the easy way out. I am choosing to like be in the moment of a kiss or whatever that made me feel loved like I've never loved before. It's just like, fuck you, man. Like, just say time out, Rochelle. I have some shit to deal with. Can we like just table this till tomorrow? Literally, just call... Even if you had to like call her up and be like, hey, we need to talk. I'm sorry this is inconvenient, but we need to break up. Like that's better than what you did, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And then go and make out with her tomorrow and have the whole affair or whatever. But like, yeah, he just doesn't seem like a person who really wants to understand why he did what he did. And there are people who make the mistake that he has made who who do, who are disgusted with their actions, who kind of wake up and realize that they are letting their unresolved trauma from their past fuck up their life as an adult and hurt the people they claim to love, and they are actually willing to do something about it, and that, it doesn't seem to be Tom Sandoval. No, it's so much about how people react afterwards. Yeah. And the fact is, is that he built up, you know, let's say we play along with like all the stuff he's talking about, the relationship, how like terrible it was. First of all, that's mutual. It's not just like one-sided. Both of you are in a bad relationship where there's a lot of like separation and things like that. And I think the most damning thing for me kind of bouncing off of that was the fact that he used couples therapy. And if you think about the relationship in that situation, Ariana probably looked at that as almost like a North Star, a last light of hope to be like, wow, yeah, you're actually doing something. He's committed to figuring it out. Yes. Yeah, and to then save he our relationship. He literally said how like uh, Ariana started changing and being nice. It's just like, that's what fucking therapy does, you asshole. You gave her literal false hope and weaponized couples therapy. Now going forward when in her next relationship, you might have broken uh, her trust in therapy itself. So fuck you. 
Mm-hmm. She gave in because she loves you. Yeah. Right. And and just because you guys were going through like a rough patch of being disconnected, uh, you decided that was an excuse to cheat. And he's when he said that version of Ariana, whoever dates that version of Ariana is extremely lucky, lucky. And it's like someone who's meeting her needs and not like treating her horrifically. Like what I hear in that is you were finally fucking connecting after so long. And I he took no accountability for that lack of connection and then went out, oh, out of his way to kind of be like, and I was the one who tried to fix it. And then when she fi- like the whole thing just like paints himself as either a victim or just like a hero in an impossible situation. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it was really interesting. I I thought it was kind of interesting when he was talking about like, you know, how I don't owe anyone any of this information. That's an interesting argument. I, I don't necessarily agree with him. I find it interesting just because like, you know, where do you draw the line, right? Technically, Nally and I's relationship is somewhat public facing because like we post each other on Instagram and she's been on this podcast. You know, we didn't meet like on TV or anything like that. So like, you know, we like to share a lot of things, but there's some things we like to keep private, right? And, in, in, you know, where do, do Tom and uh, Ariana have the right to privacy? I would argue that if you do something like this, that w- if one of the person in the relationship, especially if it's being, like, their relationship started on a reality TV show, like, Ariana had the right to put it out there. And when it's out there, like, to, to, to sit there and, like, criti- criticize your quote-unquote friends or your castmates, like, I just, you know... Like they're coworkers, first of all. Yeah, they're coworkers. And like, what do you fucking expect, dude? He also then implied that Ariana was like unwilling to be vulnerable or share the herself with the world, saying like everybody else has been through shit and handled it on TV. And you won't put it on the show. You're gonna say you're gonna quit the show. How dare you say you're gonna quit the show? People have been through far worse. Again, he just I think it just he has such a disconnect of like what he did. I just don't think he realizes. I think he's just like he's acting like he accidentally parked in someone's reverse reserved parking spot and he's just like hey man my bad i just won't park there tomorrow i fucked up that's on me let's yeah i'll move my car in seven months yeah i will <laughs> and then i won't do it again but that's how he is acting like this not like he like he truly did like just you know destroyed metaphorically like i don't know not literally but you know what i'm saying like she she felt truly probably just devastated and destroyed and for a probably a, a week or maybe longer or maybe 24 hours just truly was beside herself people sadly have committed suicide the hours fol- following finding out that their love of a life has been cheating on someone else like this it's it, it's a truly devastating thing for a lot of people and he's just like yeah sorry parking your spot anyway uh those are our thoughts uh, we have an amazing episode. It's jam-packed. Girl Boss Town. Uh, you also might know her as Robin Del Monte joins us. Peter. What's Peter's last name? I wanted to say Magnolia. Ma- Madrigal. But that's- Madrigal or something like that. Anyways, he is a hoot. A hoot and a half. And he, he pops in. Literally. Literally pops in. It's a wild episode. Uh, we have... It's not texting office hours. It's... Sweating the wedding. Sweating the wedding. It's a, We have a great caller. Everything about this episode is jam-packed. I hope you enjoyed this. I'm glad we got it in. Um, all right, let's get to it. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Vile Files Going Deeper Edition. I'm Nick. Join with me, the household and 
our special, special guest host today, Robin Del Monte. You know her as Girl Boss Town. How are you doing, Robin? I'm doing great. It's good to be back. It feels like home. You know, the first time a little nervous, but now I've earned my stripes were, here, I feel. Were you and nervous the first time? Yeah. Really? Yeah, I was a little nervous. I feel like picking off of people's energy is very important in like the podcast space, but I feel like it all blended perfectly. And your guys' audience was so kind. And a lot of times people be like, oh, I saw you on the vial files. Like, that's how I found you. So you were you were wonderful. Awesome. You didn't come across as nervous. Some people do come Thank across you. as nervous. Thank Sometimes you. people are nervous that I'm surprised by where I'll see their hands shaking a little bit. Oh, I'm my like, gosh. Wow, you're nervous. And that like, is the worst when you're watching on TV or something and their hand is shaking. Yeah. Like, yeah. And I'm like, oh, I feel so bad. It's but it'll be people you. I would never have guessed. Yeah. People who have like been in the biz for a minute. But anyways, we are calling you our special guest host today. Mm-hmm. Because we also have a guest coming in later in the episode, Peter Mandrigal. I hope I'm pronouncing his name right. I just met him outside, uh, and he said his last name with a wonderful, beautiful accent, and then he gave me the American version, which I think I just butchered. Yeah. Anyways, we'll get the correct pronunciation with yeah. Peter in a, in a moment to talk all things Vanderpump. And we before we get into that, we have so much to cover. Usually, we will talk a lot of pop culture in mm-hmm. our intros, but since you are a pop culture queen. Mm-hmm. We figured we'd just have you in for the whole goddamn episode. That's the way I want it. Perfect. And, <laughs> and we'll just get into it. Do we have any housekeeping notes we want to talk about? Yeah, all right, it's Thursday. So another episode of Better Date Than Never is live tonight at 9 p.m. Eastern. We are talking sex toys, sex toy shenanigans. Misadventures. With, yeah, sex toys gone wrong. Ooh. You know, like yeah. when to use it, when not to. How do we incorporate it into the bedroom? You know, how to have that conversation. Anyways, the conversations, the chats on Better Date Than Never are super fun. If you are feeling a little alone tonight, maybe you need a friend, like join our join our show because really mm-hmm. it's it's all about the group chat. Comments are popping off. People are making friends. Allie, you want to say Can something? Can I also say, it's not only the chat in the live stream. They have started a chat outside yeah. of Better oh, Date Than Never. Oh, oh, really? They have it's, a it's full in our request folder. Instagram chat, and it is blowing up. So okay. you have friends waiting for you. Yeah, yeah. well, check it Love out. That. That's tonight, 9 p.m. Eastern. Also, don't forget, uh, Vile Files Plus is now available with amazing content, like all bonus updates. So I know we do our update on Vile Files Classic once a month, but there are two more every month behind Vile Files Plus. Plus, we do our pop culture extra every Friday. We have uh, episodes of Better Date Than Never that are not live if you don't get to listen to it live. Plus, much more stuff, including, I, I, we got to start this soon. Uh, we're going to go back to Vanderpump season one and recap all the way through because it's... Uh, Maybe we'll bring Girl Boss Town back for a special episode. Yeah. We yeah. would love that. I will say I am a reality TV buff and the one show I recommend people to like start in the Bravo universe is Vanderpump Rules. I grew up in the restaurant industry. Mm. I was waitress like forever. And if you... You don't even need to have grown up in the restaurant industry, but like if you know, you know. Like the first season's dramas is so good. I cannot wait for you guys to watch it. It's it's incredible. And it never stops. There's not like a, a lull. I'm, ex- I'm, I'm so excited. We yeah. have so much more to get into. We have, well, Taylor Swift is now single. Don't Nick Cannon wants it. to impregnate her. The Dalai Lama is asking <laughs> little boys to suck his tongue. Uh, there's so much going on. I figured maybe we'll do a little PR crisis I think we management need with Girl Boss Town. Uh, we maybe it. we can start with with the Toms and Vanderpump. Mm-hmm. I, I can't wait to hear what Peter's... I feel like Peter's going to really spill some tea. Because I feel like Peter is a, a man on the show that yeah. truly has nothing to lose. Uh, uh, and yeah. I, 
It's just like he's not not in a bad way, but like I don't think Peter's gone through media training for this, which is great and fine. But I heard him on Kristen Doty's podcast and he was spilling tea, which is what the people want. So I was like, there you go, Peter, give the people what they want. And he had a little moment with Raquel at the beginning of the season. So it'll be interesting. We're going to hope for some new tea. Yeah. Uh, Also, we found out I'm a little disappointed in myself. Apparently, Howie Mandel is going to get Tom Sandoval on his podcast (laughs) to tell his side of the story. Howie, friend of show, who's going to be coming up on, when is he coming out on? First week of May. Okay, first week of May. May. He's coming mm-hmm. back. We'll have to talk with him about that. But I don't know. I, what I, if we just ask Howie I, about Tom I and fucked not up. himself? I, yeah. I, I, I didn't reach out to Tom. I actually, ironically, I DM Tom and Raquel yesterday together and been like, hey, you guys should come on together. Yeah. And, Imagine. Oh, my and God. I, I, and I didn't, like, I should have done it like a month ago because I figured, I don't know, maybe I'll just like let it breathe for a little mm-hmm. bit. I should have just been more proactive. I, I still would like to get Raquel on here. Yeah, I think this would be a good platform for her. But for reaching out to Sandoval, you should have been like, hey, do you and your band want to come on here? Because he yeah. probably would have said yes, because he's obsessed with that. Well, but I think, Raquel, if you're listening and watching, this is the place for you to come on. And I think that'll happen. I feel like I hope so. Happen. I mean, Mike, and I, I, I'd like to be upfront because I, I DM'd her. I was like, hey, I'll be honest. We've been a little hard on you and been critical mm-hmm. because like, yeah, I mean, have. she's going to find out. But here, yeah. here's the, here's the thing. I, I wouldn't want to have her on to just roast her. I mean, clearly that's, yeah, no, that's not the point. I honestly want to like, listen, like this happened, right? Mm-hmm. What it's, it's, it, it's a shitty situation. What happened? But I honestly want to see if like, where do we go from here, mm-hmm. right? There's been plenty of conversations about what has happened and we've made our judgments and we've spoken our piece, but like, how do we move forward? And I'm honestly genuinely interested in learning more about Raquel. Yeah. I mean, there's this crazy story out there. I don't know if it's true. That she went home with him in December? No, not oh. even that, but oh, like... Her, her origin story. Her origin story. Oh, yeah. And I forgive me if this is uh, not accurate, but I believe she's been quoted as saying that like, she has the, a sister, but she didn't know her sister was her sister. Yes. When she was raised, she was raised by her aunt because her mom gave her up at birth because she didn't want her. That's a I wild fucking story. I could be very wrong as well. I thought her mom was her sister and they told her that her sister was her sister, but it was actually her mom and she was raised by like her grandparents. Something anyway, like that. it's yeah. wild. Yeah. Yeah. And that, I, certainly, whatever that is, I, I can understand why there could be some some trauma there. There's and always there, there's more no, to the story. There, there's no excuse for what happened, but there are reasons. And I'm curious. I want to know if Raquel is using this opportunity to truly like look in the mirror and, and ask herself if she wants to be a better person yeah. and how she wants to. And I, I want that conversation to be thought of as productive and positive and a sense of healing. And I, I think it'd be interesting conversation to, to have with Raquel if she, she really understands and wants to enact change in her life. It's also like, what's really interesting too is though, is like, again, like, cause like look at Ariana, right? Mm-hmm. I know what it's like to, to have your heart broken by someone you love, mm-hmm. right? And regardless of how healthy that relationship is at the time, when you are betrayed by a person that you think you love and that you can trust, it is a, just a truly devastating feeling. But sometimes after you get through the hurt, because pain, like hurt and anger, those are kind of temporary feelings. You, you can only stay angry and hurt for so long unless you, and, and I say this as a ruminating king, like you, <laughs> sometimes you, you can hold on to the hurt and pain, mm-hmm. but if you're willing to process and you're willing to heal, Eventually, you just kind of get numb to those feelings, yeah. right? And it moves through you. And it moves through you, right? And then you also can benefit from, like at Ariana, right? She, 
like I don't doubt that she has been devastating hurt and she's going through so many emotions and she's I, I doubt very much that she's fully healed. But at the same time, it wouldn't shock me to hear that she's also in a lot of ways thriving. Yeah. You know, and you, you have to gain perspective from your pain. So what you go through will obviously in, in the least cheesy way possible put you where you're supposed to end up. But like you have to look inwards and define that perspective through the pain that you're going through. And sometimes people don't want to look inwards and they want to just like keep going. So like that pain keeps building other pain and other resentment on top of it. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how Raquel moves forward. From yeah. This. And it's also really I was thinking about this last night, too. And you're looking thinking about Raquel and Ariana. Like it, it does seem like it was a relationship going nowhere. Their friendship or the Ariana's relationship? Ariana and Tom, I mean. Yeah, yeah. You know, they said their friendship is a whole. They were dating for nine years, and I have listen. People have all different opinions of what they want for a relationship, but I think I'm threading the needle here. But like Mm -hmm. people who want to have like a life partnership with no marriage or no kids, I think that takes a very special type of connection, right? Because Listen, kids aren't for everyone. Marriage isn't for everyone. You know, I'm not here to tell you what you should do, but there is something to be said about having a shared mutual purpose. And for a lot of people, raising kids is that purpose Mm -hmm. or even just the commitment of marriage is that purpose for two people to just decide that they want to be life partners forever to just kind of hang out takes an incredible amount of connection and chemistry and work. And I'm curious for from Ariana's point of view, if now that she's out of this relationship, she feels like relieved or kind of like, why was I in that relationship? Because like, what did that relationship bring her? Yeah. You know, that she couldn't get somewhere else. So on the show, they dive into all of this in the previous seasons of like why her opinion is that way on marriage. Um, And she like went through divorce and just like has all these feelings and lost her dad and she was just kind of like going through it in life and maybe looking at marriage as not being super optimistic about it just because she didn't want to go through what her parents went through and that's what I think is even like more painful to watch all this go down is because she didn't want to get into a marriage because she didn't want to get hurt or things like have things like this happen so it's almost even worse but do you think that after this now she's like oh like maybe I should look for like a life partner to want to get married to because I mean like this is even worse now I'd be like I'm never even looking I don't know I mean hearing that I guess I just don't think you can go through life avoiding pain yeah vulnerability and vulnerability and like listen like fuck I mean I've taken some pretty big swings in my life I've been hurt pretty bad you know and it's just like that's where therapy comes in that's where processing your emotions you just can't go through life trying to like Every time you get hurt saying, well, I'll never do that again yeah. or I'll ne- or or if it happened to someone else, you know, you, you kind of live in captivity. Yeah. And you kind of handcuff yourself from having happiness. Mm-hmm. Like, listen, like I sit here today knowing with 100 percent certainty that I'm going to experience tragic heartbreak yeah. in the future. Yeah. Multiple times over. Oh God, and, I'm starting and, to sweat. I'm like, and some of <laughs> those people are going to be from people I love. Of course. And I don't know how that's all going to play out. Mm-hmm. But like. You know, you have to work through some things sometimes. And this is the thing. So I know I'm sure we'll probably get into this a little bit, but Ariana got into a relationship with Tom right on the heels of his relationship with Kristen. And there was some cheating involved. Like Mm -hmm. Ariana made out with Tom when he was still with Kristen. Kristen was cheating too, whatever. So then 
Ariana and Tom kind of looked at it as like, this caused so much controversy and so much scandal. We might as well stay together. Like it almost pushed them to stay together more because there was so much like craziness around them even starting to talk and get into a relationship. And I'm wondering if that will now lead be what happens with Raquel and Sandoval. And I almost think it'll hurt Ariana less and will be better if Sandoval and Raquel actually just like take it seriously and end up together. Cause it's like, you went through all of this. You might as well just be together. You know what I mean? Because if they broke up, then in Ariana's eyes, she might look at it as like, okay, then what was that even for? Mm -hmm. Do you think like as a historian of the show, hearing you say that it makes me think of Tom Sandoval being really scared to be alone. If he's constantly starting another relationship while the well, he's current in a current one relationship. is still mm-hmm. like if he perceives it to be like fizzling out or it's like so you know whatever it is i think he just needs validation 24 yeah. 7 i don't know if Howie will address this on the show but what i want to what i want to know from tom sandoval is why did he cheat mm-hmm. and i'm guessing if i asked tom that question he while saying he's not blaming ariana would offer excuses of like well we just we were having sex yeah, we, we weren't having sex anymore or we just are the, the the love was gone or we were just roommates but that's not why you cheat exactly yeah i want him to like look inside and try to have an answer of why in the moment here did you choose to lie and be deceitful and be manipulative and take the easy path or seemingly the easy path and choose validation and break the hearts of so many people around you as opposed to Sitting down with Ariana and having a conversation or just ending that relationship. Why did you just choose this very destructive and hurtful thing? Mm-hmm. And let's, let's dive deep and, and why you think you did. What are, what are the feelings that you felt in this moment? And I'd, I'd love to have that type of conversation. I'd love to have that type of conversation with Raquel. Not to, again, like to chastise and beat down, but like to see if there's a, a path forward. Even though Raquel is looked at as like not having much thought. I think that Raquel's doing a better job even owning up to that, even if it's just her PR, like in the in her no tap apology, saying like, I have a problem with validation yeah. and like whatever. Like she's kind of leaning into like the I have an issue, but Tom is a pointing fingers guy. Mm. So exactly what you're saying. It's like if he actually like, let's get down to this and like talk about why you did it. At least Raquel's even being like, OK, well, clearly, like I like attention. I like validation. I'm a people pleaser. Like I have an issue. Yeah. Like he's not even close to owning up to anything that he's done. Like, and I'm sure that'll just continue. I would like to ask Tom Sandoval if he thinks he's a good person. And then I'd ask, like to ask him why he thinks he is assuming he says yes. Yeah. But with narcissists, like, I don't know. I think it'd be a really interesting conversation. Yeah, definitely. Anyways, let's get into some maybe PR crisis kind of roundup. Uh, Let's start with, the toms okay tom schwartz was on watch what happens live last mm-hmm. week uh heavily talked about yeah him and i dm the day before he he's down to come on possibly in the next week or so oh my gosh but what would you say how yeah. how should tom the toms let's let's start with tom schwartz yeah what well, you're his you're tom schwartz's publicist yeah okay so i think it could go a couple of ways but Right now, everybody, including Andy Cohen, was like, bro, like, you need media training. This is so incredibly bad. So while people are kind of poking fun and making fun of that, I would almost have him go back on Watch What Happens Live with, like, a Kate Bailey from, like, a line PR. Like, have, like, a media crisis person be on the other side of the couch with him to talk through media training in, like, a kitschy, like, fun interview way 
to poke fun at the fact that one, he does not know how to compose an interview and two, like kind of redeem himself and like have that conversation and have him be media trained, but like in a way that's on the media and like still funny and kitschy. And then also I think that he needs to, if he's going to gain the respect of the public again, which I think might be kind of hard, he needs to cut ties with Sandoval. Like Mm -hmm. even though that's his best friend and his business partner, they can still be in a business together and maybe figure that out legally. But him standing by Sandoval's side, I think he thinks is very honoring and like loyal, loyal, but it's doing the complete opposite. Yeah. I don't really think there's much hope for him. I like him like as a I think there's no hope person. for like, for what, like to have a career in this space. Plain devil's advocate on yeah. abandoning Tom Schwartz. I just want to see him hold his friend truly accountable. Because it's the way it's the way he goes about it. He's just kind of like his whole like, well, you know, if you see Tom, give him a hug. hug. He's like, no, you know, and it's like, yes, I agree that like the Internet always goes too far. And whatever Tom Sandoval did, like if you're harassing and bullying Raquel or Tom in, in the DMs, that's not okay. But like, I think Tom Schwartz could say, listen, at the end of the day, Sandoval has been my friend for years. And I know while right now he comes across as a person who has no redeeming qualities i've seen a guy do a lot of great things and while i don't approve of what he did that my hope is is tom's friend is that i want to hold him accountable and challenge him to do the work and become a better per- person and so that he no longer does these things and like actually have a thoughtful like comment about what type of friend he wants to be but swartz comes across as this this kind of he does. He does. I, I think um, what's his name said it on Watch What Happens. Jerry yeah. O'Connell. Like they, he comes across as such a boy. And I'm not even trying to be a dick, but he just comes across as a boy who's just who's whose only real thought is just to like have fun with his pals and like everything's going to be fine. And no one's like no one's feelings are ever really hurt. It, yeah, it's just chill. I, but I just think publicly like publicly facing him and Sandoval, like exactly he can 100% hold his friend accountable which I don't think he ever will but maybe um but like publicly facing I think instead of like trying to take on other people's battles and continuing to dig himself in a hole deeper and deeper he should look inwards at himself figure himself out figure out what he needs out of Sandoval's friendship hold Sandoval accountable but like publicly facing i just think he's a disaster i think it's a disaster yeah. a like disaster. i don't think he should be seen hanging out with swart uh, that's what i'm saying yeah. yeah like it's just like not not even hanging out but like being going on tv shows and being like i mean it's not that bad i don't know just like talking himself into a hole it's like oh this is really bad yeah calling his ex like he would stand up for sandoval more than katie. his ex-wife yeah for sure that's what I, I literally said that last week i was yeah. like if he stood up for katie the way he's standing up for sandoval the way he, he stands up for like his laundry guy literally like, even, anyone like, but her yeah. i think they would have had a much better marriage and might still be together yeah yeah he has peter pan syndrome like to the nth degree well so. and katie even said that in the most recent episode yeah. in mexico when she was talking to um what's her friend that went to mexico with her christina, christina yeah Kelly. And she was just saying, of course, he did the thing he always does, where if there's a third party in a conversation, he will always take the third yeah. person's point of view over mine. You know why he does that? Tell me. Because he's really taking his side. Exactly. And he's using the other person as an outlet to yeah. like hop on the bandwagon. Yeah. Because he, you know. He's like, see, I'm not the only one that thinks I'm like this. I'm not the only one yeah. who, yeah. yeah. Well, and Katie's even said, too, like he has opinions behind closed doors, which is the frustrating part when you're shooting a show like this. <laughs> sure. But the best is he was like, 
you know, I, I love Katie. I, I love you, Katie, but she was a monster. I'm like, you are just, it's so Sir. bad. It's so <laughs> bad. Yeah. Like, don't you know, like, doesn't he understand like headlines or clickbait? Like, or- even I get nervous for the things that I say. And like, I'm not, not on that platform like at all. Just, just think before you say, like, think, just try to Well, think. we still hope to have Schwartz on next week. And yeah. again, like Raquel or Sandoval, like, I, I hope it's a productive conversation because I, I look at someone like Tom Schwartz and he pro- he has a lot of redeeming qualities. He probably in a lot of ways I loved is a, him the first is a good shows. friend. Yeah. I just think he just needs to like realize that sometimes you have to make some grown up choices and some tough choices and you have to say no mm-hmm. to the people you claim to love or are friends with because sometimes being a friend is holding people accountable, accountable. and even sometimes maybe distancing yourself or, or being a friend from afar you know at times and just like i want to like i want to see if i can have a conversation with tom about that to see if we can get to a place where it sounds like he understands that concept yeah yeah and like the difference between like being nice and being kind yeah. as a, a quote in terms of how it there's some discernment required because it just seems like he doesn't want any conflict but like, yeah because so he'll think like he'll think him being kind is like taking sandoval's side but like, cause he's like a people pleaser. Like he thinks like, well, he's my friend, like whatever. But it's like, you're also friends with Ariana. You're also friends with Kate. Like he doesn't think of the right thing. He just thinks of like what's right in the moment. I always think back to when we had Teffy on and she was saying about the difference between nice and kind. And she was saying nice is saying you look great today. And kind is babe, you got something in your teeth. And I feel like it's just, yeah. it's calling people out. It's telling them honestly what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. Like facing discomfort. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Media training and... Some distancing from Sandoval, yeah, exactly. for shorts. Okay. Osea, the best skincare products in the world. And uh, they're so good that my holistic nutritionist sister, who reads every label of every ingredient, hits me up constantly, asks me for more Osea because, and I quote, it's the only stuff I put on my skin. It's very important to be conscious about what you put on your body because it ends up in your body. And Osea has the highest quality ingredients on the market. The Ocean Eye Serum, especially with like spring, it's like we want to be refreshed. We want to be wide awake, bright, ready for summer. And I really like their Ocean's Eye Serum because it's like a shot of caffeine. Literally, it just like brightens the look of eyes. Also, the rollerball that you apply it with has this awesome cooling, smoothing effect. And it is just something that it makes me feel so refreshed. Now, Sia has been making seaweed-infused products that are safe for your skin and the planet for over 27 years. All their products are clean, vegan, cruelty-free, climate-neutral, powered by seaweed, and conceived in California. Diminish puffiness in dark circles, smooth out the fine lines and wrinkles, reduce the look of crow's feet and eyewear bags, brighten the look of your eyes, and so much more with all the wonderful products from Osea, including their Ocean Eyes Serum. Spring into your most radiant skin yet with clean vegan skincare and body care from Osea and get 10% off your first order site-wide with code TVF at oseamalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. So head to oseamalibu.com, that is O-S-E-A, malibu.com, and use code T-V-F, that's the vile files, T is in Tom, V is in Victor, F is in Fancy, for 10% off. 
Canva Teams is what is responsible for keeping this household together. And it's the only way that we produce cohesive content. It's the way we stay organized. We are all in this together, so to speak. And it's probably the only reason we're as efficient as we are. Truly, because I think when you're working and collaborating with other people, it is so important to be on the same page. And we all have had that experience where you've been working with someone and then you realize they've been spending time doing something that you already did. And it's so frustrating and it's inefficient. And we want to be like harnessing the power of everybody on the team and all using our forces for a unique and productive task. Canva for Teams makes that so easy. You can all see the exact same document, work on various elements of it to make sure that there's no overlap and also you're constantly up to date. Also, I really appreciate we have our like logo kit for the Vile mm -hmm. files. So our like we have a very specific green that we use. It matters that we use that exact green and not like close-ish to that green in order for stuff to look professional and cohesive. So there's a logo kit where anybody on our team can just log in and quickly have access to that green and some of our other signature colors, fonts, any other things that are important to maintain your aesthetic. Canva for Teams make sure are easily accessible for you so that way you're all doing the same high quality work. So get Canva for Teams now. Collaborate with Canva for Teams. Right now, you can get a free 45-day extended trial when you go to canva.me slash V-I-A-L-L. That's C-A-N-V-A dot M-E slash V-I-A-L-L for a free 45-day extended trial. Canva.me slash V-I-A-L-L. Do we want to do Sandoval next, specifically, is there, is there or Raquel? Hope for, would, well, you're, you're, you're Sandoval. Well, you, you can hire it as Sandoval's you, rep. Yeah, but you said exactly what I was going to say for Sandoval, but I was like, I think you should maybe like meet with Dr. Drew or something. Like, he needs to like do a full-blown, just like look in the mirror, look inwards, and figure it out. Like, I think he shouldn't be performing with his band. He needs to stop doing that immediately. Before and after Sandoval, I don't think the band was a good idea. But that is so bad. And kind of what I was saying before, he needs to do a lot, a lot, a lot of work on himself and hold himself accountable. But I don't know if anybody can make him do that besides himself. And I don't know what would make him finally throw in the towel and be like, OK, I need to work on myself. Because if this isn't an eye opener, what is going to be like? I mean, I, he was like recorded like last week, glitter and face paint and shirtless yeah. with glitter pants just performing He's like, it's, it's like it's like, like his performances are like if like harry styles of at like a denny's like yeah. it's like no he's like walmart like, david Bowie. yeah like wow that's real good thank you that but that's like good. do you know what i mean like the places like no offense to the venues he's performing at but it's just like yeah or no offense to denny's even but um <laughs> i'm kind of hungry but yeah no there is no hope but you guys do you guys think anything will ever make him hold himself accountable and like actually look in the mirror like or do you think it's just not gonna happen i doubt it because if this isn't doing it like what but i think that the difference is it's like he's so he craves validation so much and he's still getting it he's yeah. like no he's and liking like, this he's getting attention he's like, even this. when we had you, Kristen you, you on you need to hit rock bottom and this isn't rock bottom right I after like the news broke he was still performing and there's still fans showing up and Kristen was saying he slept with a fan right after this news just broke he if you guys when you guys watch season one like they all wanted to be actors like they thought they were going to be brad pitt like genuinely mentally physically emotionally everything so like him now being in major headlines like he loves this mm -hmm. like this is everything for him and that just shows like he would rather be in page six than like be in bed with ariana 
the only thing I could imagine him changing for, and I don't think this is like a strategy or approach that anybody should take, but if he like knocked someone up and became a dad, I feel like sometimes people have a really Mm. intense kind of like, I know a lot of like addicts will have like a real like, okay, rock bottom, like I can't do this anymore. Look, it seems like sometimes for some people, considering parenthood makes them actually be honest. I I don't know that I hate that for his hypothetical kid. I yeah. know it would be a nightmare for everyone because like who was paying for that hypothetical while, while that can happen it often doesn't and there's probably a lot of people listening with narcissistic parents who are never parents because they never stop chasing their own individual dreams in fact I personally know people who have experienced shit like that yes. where their parents just never stopped with their own individual bullshit and abandoned their families and abandoned their children to literally never grow up and uh, yeah, I I mean if if Sandoval like pulled in a cannon, like I honestly think like the world would just like be like less of a better place. Um, Speaking of Nick Cannon, yeah, he wants to impregnate Taylor Swift, which that is the most blasphemous. Ew! Why are we giving Nick Cannon such attention for what is now? It's just weird now. It's it's weird. It's horrible. Also, the fact that. Taylor Swift, who is literally headlining the biggest tour of all time, performing three hours a night, has put out some of the greatest music of all time, is finally single. And what people are harping on is a Nick Cannon story rather than the fact that this independent woman is taking over the world is just fucking disgusting. Excuse my language. Um, But no, 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 no no reason to excuse. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I just I think it's horrible. Um, And it's so it's weirdly like I grew up I'm 28 I really liked Nick Cannon when I was younger like he had love don't cost a thing America's um, got talent yeah he was great but even like before then like he like when he was like young and like in his early 20s and doing wild and out like I thought he was dating Chanel Iman the Victoria's Secret model like I was like I really liked him like I thought he was great and then it's like what happened like this is just horrible if you want fame so bad that you're willing to procreate just for fame like this is the world's doomed yeah it's just i don't know why we're we were why we're celebrating this kind of why are we giving it attention yeah because it it, now it's it's like tom sandoval like almost a sickness where he's just trying to like impregnate as many women as possible it seems like someone very concerned about a legacy and like that's yeah, but it's, it's, but that's it's fine that it's not a good way to do no, it. I'm kind of like uh, th- 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 no, but like that's fine that he wants to have all those children, especially if, if the women are consenting it and they want to have it as well. That's not even what I have a problem with. What I have a problem with is him like being like, "I'm going to impregnate Taylor Swift." It's like she's so not in this narrative. Well, like, thing. what it's are you a, doing? It's, it's yeah, you're right. If he wants to do yeah. his own thing, but it's be, it's it's now a story. It's like a TV the, show. The story is gross. This like the the. the he, it's because it comes across as him impregnating women and having kids for the sake of the attention. Because aren't they coming out with a TV show about who wants to be Nick Cannon's next baby? Oh, mom? gosh. No, I, I actually it also, think that's just, a thing. Yeah, it just feels so, I don't know. It feels like he's trying to dominate her and take, it's the very it's similar disgusting. energy of I made that bitch famous. Yes, exactly. And it's like, I can't. Well, speaking of gross, we have the Dalai Lama who was caught on tape uh, asking a a young boy to suck his tongue. Mm -hmm. And his team, I believe yesterday, came out with some sort of... His team. It's so weird to hear Dalai Lama and his team all in the same sentence. He has a team. But they basically said, jokes and spaghetti. It's just him being goofy. Yeah. What would... 
Robin, PR yeah. crisis specialist, <laughs> yeah. say? Because to me, that didn't land no, for me. That definitely didn't land at all. And it's like, it's crazy because like there's like a microphone right here in front of a crowd. And he's like, I want you to set, like he almost, he says it into the microphone. It's not like somebody like caught it like in a moment. Like it was literally on a microphone that he's saying it to the little kid. And he like pulls the kid closer and closer and the kid's kind of like pulling away. Very crazy, uncomfortable. And it's actually not being spoken about as much as I think it should. Like I searched for it yesterday and it happened a couple of days ago. I was like, why isn't this everywhere? But maybe their crisis PR team is kind of handling that. Um, it's definitely not all jokes and spaghetti. I think it is foul, but it's so difficult because this is somebody that people look up to mm-hmm. like crazy, like the Pope in a sense. So it's like the people who are riding like ride or die for the Dalai Lama are going to just continue to support him. But the rest of the people who don't necessarily even understand him or what he does, like they're going to be like, this is crazy and insane and disgusting, which I believe it's it like is as well. No one taught the Dalai Lama boundaries. You know? Yeah, like, no. But people are saying I was doing research into it that like maybe like dementia or like maybe I mean, he is 87 yeah. years old. So um, maybe if that is the case and they're doing actual serious studies on that, maybe being something that he has. Maybe like speaking on that rather than just saying he likes to joke around. Because if you're going to say he, it, it's fine. It's just he likes it to joke around. minimizes what he did. You might as well not even say anything if that's the approach that you're going to take. Yeah, because then you're then then a, you're saying asking minors to s- suck yeah. your tongue is a joke. And it's not a joke. Yeah. It's fucking, it's illegal and gross. And in front of a crowd on a microphone. So it's like if he's doing that openly in front of like a lot of people, like, I don't know. There is also kind of the reverse side of that, of though, like he clearly did this in front of people. Like it's not like like I feel like there's a narrative or like some people are like trying to spin it in a way of like, oh, so that's kind of his innocence that he's yeah. like he's doing it yeah. in front of people. He's not like doing this in private. Like this was just like a really off color, totally missed the mark thing. But the fact that he's doing this in public shows that it's like something he's just like really off base with and not like as like maniacal scheming doing but i don't know well i don't even think the people are looking at it as if it's like maniacal and scheming i think they're just thinking like this is fucking weird and And gross inappropriate and horrible um kylie jenner was accused of sexualizing easter um did you hear it in what way i wanted i actually don't know but the biggest reason why i'm bringing up because so is i um (laughs) i mean I, I made a video about her a vintage John Paul Gaultier outfit that she wore on Easter that I thought looked great, but I'm... but yeah, what did she do, Amanda? Bring well, it, it was it was for the Easter photos, and again, this is like you know some of this is like the internet getting in a frenzy. But some people were upset; they felt like this kind of content, the Instagrams that she posted on Easter, were very. What's wrong with that? No, this see, I'm taking Kylie's side a hundred percent. Bring up Natalie's Easter photo. Yes, yeah. <laughs> you are. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But no, this is just people wanting to hate for no reason. If Tom Brady took a shirtless picture with um Easter bunny ears on, people would be like, oh my God, like so hot. Love him. He's the best. Like he's the best dad. He loves Easter with his kids. But if Natalie or Kylie posted this, they'd be like, oh my God, it's a double standard. And it's Kylie's wearing a, a dress, like a floor length dress. <laughs> and it's vintage Jean-Paul Gaultier. Like, Giving. Give me uh, your PR advice because and Ali did this wonderful photo shoot with uh, yeah, we're just staring with yeah. uh, a wonderful, talented photographer, Black Prince, on uh, Instagram. If you want to check it out, 
And so she posted it, whatever. Neither Natalie and I are super religious at this point in our lives. Yeah. And then I shared it on my story and with a caption, Jesus has risen on um, mm-hmm. Easter Sunday. <laughs> I, I should I should have known better, obviously. <laughs> it's like, you know. But hey, listen, as someone who grew up very religious and very Catholic, Same. like I just, listen, for me, I, I believe that truly, if there is a God, he has a sense of humor. Mm-hmm. And I just he wish also some made people. Your body and yeah, knows who I, you, you know, are. and I'm not here to tell you what you believe and everything, but to to believe. But is someone in the PR or community? Is that something where it's just better not to for someone like myself? Because here's another thing that was really annoying. So on that same day, I posted like I took we Natalie and I were just chilling by the pool, and she was just sitting on the couch, and I just took this one on my phone. I love that. Yeah, just on my phone, just just little close-up of her eye, beautiful. Her eyes just sparkling. Her freckles look beautiful. And I posted that. And then I was like, oh, I'll do a slideshow. And I posted this very artistic photo that was part of the photo shoot. No one commented on her beautiful eye. Everyone commented on the fact that obviously, you know, it was a, a picture body. of her yeah. body. And, and it's just like, it's, it's, it's kind of uh, annoying how many people, like, they're the ones who commented on her body rather than like... You bringing it up? Yeah, so like, as, is it, from a PR standpoint, even though as a guy, should I know better that people are going to make those comments or is it okay to just say, you know what, I am going to celebrate my fiance 100%. and I definitely subscribe to the uh, Shit's Creek mantra, which is just like, you know, Nally and I are not always going to look this way. We yeah. are going to get old. We are going to age mm-hmm. and we live in a time where like I want to celebrate my fiance yeah. and I think she is beautiful and she also models on the side and she is creating art and I want to support that art that she is creating and I'm not going to sit there and worry about certain people telling me that I'm objectifying my fiance <laughs> while in reality I'm supporting her yeah. and and posting the things that she wants. So from a PR well, what does my publicist I- on the side have to say? First off post the fucking picture like you guys both look incredible like what are people talking about objectifying as if you don't deeply truly love her and show that on so many factors it's like a lot of the times when people say those types of hate comments in general are just projecting unhappiness so if you want to post a photo of you and your future wife in bathing suits like by a pool if we're going to take issue with that, then there's issue with legitimately everything. I think that maybe those types of comments will come in, but I would never pay any attention to them. And I would never stop posting those types of things. Because at the end of the day, you're celebrating the woman you love. And she's celebrating herself, too, by even taking those photos and having the confidence to take those photos. So thank you. Just wanted, yeah. Don't yeah. don't hone it. think about the haters on that. Like. I sometimes it's it's also the tale as old as time. It's like, okay, people called Khloe Kardashian fat, an ogre, the ugly Kardashian for years, years. That was every comment. Then she finally either gets work done or works out and figures out how she likes to look. And now people are like criticizing. Oh, this is fucking horrible. Mm -hmm. It's like so. Like if you didn't post Natalie and you posted, say, like yourself, people like, well, where's where's Natalie? Like you, you don't want to post your wife. Like people will never be happy with what you post. I think. Yeah, just my opinion. What did you think of a while back uh, for Valentine's Day when Emrata and Eric Andre were like rumored to have a little something, maybe and they nothing. The post sex pic. Yeah, like the naked photo. Yeah. What did you think of that? Because it seems like you know, in the context of relationship, absolutely, you love this person. Like, yeah, they're your person. You have every right to like express affection and intimacy. 
What do you think about when it's more of a casual situation? I just think consent is key. I think if both people are down to post that and it, there's consent behind it, then like, why would it be a problem? Mm-hmm. That's, I think, yeah. what it comes down to. And that's the thing. You know, you uh, some people might be conservative when it comes to you know, body and sex and that's fine. But like other, a lot of people aren't and that's okay. To and celebrate. then also like if you are conservative, like don't, don't follow um, the type of people who post those types of things. Yeah. Yeah. What did you think of Courtney Kardashian's very unfiltered look at her wedding night in Vegas where Puking she in the of the posted car. some photos? Iconic, iconic. And it's also, they're very smart about Courtney's wedding because they gave us so much, but so little at the same time. And well, now hype they're for their freaking show. launching. Yeah. yeah. So and Travis being like, I don't know how I could pick between the three weddings. It's like choosing between your children. Yeah. I think it was very smart. It's calculated is the wrong word, but they know what they're doing on social Absolutely. media. But can we talk about this decision of how to throw up? Because I, I want to critique it, but I'm also like, I don't know the better one. There she's, is no she's bag. on the floor. There I, is no there. It's just going to be Vegas in the car. It's Vegas, but who well, is, she can't open the door because she's a Kardashian. So someone's just yeah. They I I don't know it. if you guys saw p- videos from that night, like when they're walking into the hotel. Oh, like trying he's to, holding yeah. her up. Yeah. Also, oh. she lost her jacket. R.I.P. Mm-hmm. R.I.P. Yeah. Happens to the best of us. Should we get to Peter? Yes. yes. All right. Let's br- let's bring in Peter. Hey, your privacy is important. It is so important. And there's so many places out there that have your information that they don't need it. Like, you ever heard of the dark web? It's a scary place. I changed some emails. I changed some passwords. I even got a new number because your information is important. It seems like there is a new data breach in the news every day. In 2022 alone, there were over 1,800 data breaches that exposed personal information of over 422 million individuals. Victims of data breaches are easy targets for all sorts of cyber crimes. Even the most tech-advanced companies in social media, telecom, and crypto have been breached because of vast, sensitive data they possess. And because of all this risk, we are thrilled to partner with Aura. Aura is an all-in-one online safety solution that helps protect you and your family from identity theft, financial fraud, and online threats before they happen with Aura. You can rest easy knowing someone is looking out for you. The app scans the dark web to look for your email addresses, passwords, and social security numbers and other sensitive information. If any information is found, you will receive an alert in real time. If you are a victim of identity theft, their experienced white glove fraud resolution team will help you navigate credit bureaus, help you initiate credit freezes or locks, and work with you around the clock to resolve it. It's such a peace of mind thing to have. Those robocalls drive me crazy. And that is one feature that I so appreciate with Aura is that it protects me against those because it's just annoying when your phone is constantly rigging. For a limited time, Aura is offering our listeners a 14-day trial plus a check of your data to see if your personal information has been leaked online. All for free when you visit Aura.com slash V-I-A-L-L. That is Aura.com slash V-I-A-L-L to sign up for a 14-day free trial to start protecting you and your loved ones. That's A-U-R-A dot com slash V-I-A-L-L. Certain terms apply, so be sure to check the site for details. Intimacy me lingerie. Keep singing, Nick. Well, yeah. <laughs> Keep singing. I mean, like, they have some great stuff. I was on their website last night uh, shopping for my lady. Yeah, they have great fabrics, colorful silks, it's delicate so elegant. lace. It's elegant. Yeah. It's elegant. Um, you feel Italian. It's, it's tasteful. It's tasteful and sexy and seductive and high quality. When I was in Italy, I got a bra from Intimacy Me, 
And I have this bra to this day, even though it has been years, the quality is so high, like the materials are so nice that it over time it has not worn at all. And it is still one of my most beloved items. Also, if our word isn't enough or Nick's web searching isn't enough, they've recently partnered with JLo. So if JLo is putting her stamp of approval on it, you know that it's high quality. You know, like Amanda said, it's going to last for a really long time. It's going to look beautiful. It's going to feel great on your body. So what are you waiting for? You need to go find some intimacy me pieces, add them to your life. And yeah, and it's it's so fun whether you have like a partner that it's, you're so excited to surprise them with or it's just that good feeling of when you wake up in the morning and your bra and your underwear match mm. or you're just wearing your favorite undergarment, whatever that may be. It just starts the mood on a high note and it is great for morale. Amen. So to find your next beautiful pieces to add to your wardrobe, go to intimacyme.com slash JLo. You'll find everything right there, right there for you. That is I-N-T-I-M-I-S-S-I-M-I. Dot com slash JLo. Into you missy me. Get your Italian on. Get it on. Get it on. Thanks for coming, Peter. Oh, yeah, thanks for coming, man. Yeah. We're excited That's to get great. the tea. Huh? I said we're excited to get the tea. Tea. Y'all getting me nice and inebriated over here. I also Woo! had a shot of uh, the 181 tequila. Did you? I love eight, that. One eight one eight one. We have a bar in the waiting yeah. room, and and, yeah, exactly. and Peter's one of the so first just... person we made wait this long because we had to do our, our intro. And you took a nice. Uh, thank you for doing that, Peter. Oh, you're yeah, welcome. Make you this is your home, yeah. Peter. Huh? This is make, this is your home. Make you see amenities. Oh, this is my home. Yeah. All right, cool, awesome. I make feel yourself right comfortable. Right now. Yeah. You know, I'm just kind of like chilling with my white claw. This is my actually my second one. And oh a shot gosh. of the 818 tequila. You know, I just right. saw that. Do you want down more? There. Can I bring out a bottle? Do you want me to just finish off that you, bottle? If you want to get sauce. If it means we'll get of... the good tea. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I can control my alcohol very well. Yeah. I would assume yeah. so, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's still, mm. We still want the tea. I mean, like, I'll see what I can give away. <laughs> you don't wear a, a deep V for for nothing yeah you know, I mean, hey, that, I, that I man up, that's that's that says i have more to say i yeah. got up at uh what five o'clock this morning ran my uh, actually I increased it from five to seven miles today then i lifted back and biceps you know i'm just oh <laughs> you are you are a tower of a man oh god <laughs> well thank you for that I, you <laughs> are a tower of a man okay you right. really I, i've never met uh the toms in person but they they seem to be of the smaller ilk. I kind of dwarf a couple of them. <laughs> okay. Oh, God. I don't know. I'm just a happy-go-lucky, get-along guy. How is your heart, Peter? My heart? Yeah. In what, in what way? Just in any way. I, I, li- I like to ask. I mean, uh, my heart was broken a couple of times, actually, in the past. You know, that's why I'm like, everyone asks me, oh, you know, why aren't you in a relationship? Well, I've been in some. I've yeah. been in love before. I have, you know. It's funny, because, like, uh, so... Sir is run by two managers, uh, myself and Diana. I don't know if you remember, if you ever watched the uh, third season of Vanderpump Rules. You know? I haven't yet, but I'm, I'm going I back. because I'm, I'm Suck a dick, Diana. Suck a dick. Remember that? <laughs> yeah, Kristen. Okay, there you go. So Diana, she's, uh, she's, she and I have run that restaurant for over a decade mm-hmm. now. And um, yeah, she... Uh, it's been, you know, it's been one of those uh, amazing relationships that we've had. And, it, you know, there's something coming up soon that I'm just kind of like, you know. Anyway, I don't want to get into that just yet. But uh, about about pump. No, no, not about pump. 
I'm not going to answer any questions about pump. About you guys, you and Diana are in an actual relationship? No, no, no. Oh, I thought that's what no, you were No, no like, she's oh my been God. my work wife for a, for a long yeah. time, you know, so she's been like on the back end of stuff. I've been on the forefront of everything and, you know, uh, yeah. Okay. Sad. But anyway. You're okay. sad. Your heart's yeah. sad. Yeah. But uh, I was talking to her about a couple of, th- you know, about, because she asked me the question, you know, Peter, uh, actually, I don't remember how the subject was brought up because we were out drinking as a group one night, her, her boyfriend, and this woman's been my work wife for over a decade. Like I said, you know, she's got my back. I got her mm-hmm. back management wise at that spot. And, uh, yeah, she was, I can't remember how the conversation came up, but I was like, Diana, you know that I've been in love a few times. And she's like, Oh, I know you've been in love. I was there. I saw. You Who were you in love with? Uh, you know, there's a couple of people mm-hmm. that you wouldn't, you wouldn't know. Actually, one of them you probably would, and I'm not going to mention her. <laughs> Why not? Huh? It, Do you want to give us a clue? Yeah, we can guess. Uh, <laughs> um, we're just, you're not in love with them now. Yeah, I know. It was years ago. So we can celebrate that. Love's okay. a beautiful thing. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, this girl, her, her name was Stephanie. She was, uh, she was in, she did Playboy back in the day. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Uh, guess, too. So yeah, that was one of them. That was she more, did more a guest campaign. Yes, yeah, yeah guest yeah. girl. Yeah, mm-hmm. Playboy. What happened? I don't know. She just kind of like left, and I was like, well, I was heartbroken. <laughs> you bet you just you went. Huh? I went, and I'm going <laughs> now. But then I was like heartbroken. You were devastated. Yeah. How long did it take you to get over that? Oh, uh, I don't know. A while. Yeah. So speaking of heartbreak, obviously your your friend Ariana is, is heartbroken uh, over the. What, you don't think she's heartbroken? I would imagine so. Oh, okay. You just looked at me like, you gave you a look. I gave you a look yeah. like, yeah. Confirming the heartbreak, <laughs> yes. Confirming it. I heard somewhere that uh, you had proof or knew that like that, that the Tom and, and, and Raquel situation was going on much earlier. What, can oh, you clarify yeah, so that? I, did, I, I talked about this on Kristen, Kristen Doty's yeah, friend of show. Speaking yeah. of, <laughs> <I can take> that. <laughs> it's funny how it comes full, full circle. circle. Um, so yeah, so I was on Kristen's podcast, you know, it's funny, uh, going back to Kristen and Diana, they're best of friends. It's just, you know, sometimes you just kind of run into these, you know, these conflicts. Anyway, for me, I'll give you the whole, you want the whole story? I can give you the whole story if you want a story. Okay. All right. Let's go into the story. So me, I was always content to be Peter Sir manager, running the restaurant, having a good time. Leaning by the bar, having a few drinks, just, 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 you know what? Hey, I'm flowing through life. I'm doing my thing. I am not involved whatsoever. Right. And, uh, I mean, you see it on like episode two, when I get a right hook from Lisa and then a left hook from Raquel, Rachel, uh, you know, it's like, <laughs> well, uh, what do you go with now? Huh? What do you call, Is you she call Raquel her? Rachel, or Rachel, or Rachel, or Rachel, Rachel, Rachel. Yeah. At the time, Raquel. Now, Rachel. Does, That's Ra- why. does Ra- Ra- Rachel go by Rachel now? I don't know what uh, I have. You call her Rachel. I call her that. So does a lot of other people. But anyway, so (laughs) I get a right hook from Lisa, my boss, and then a left hook from Rachel, you know, telling me not to. And you see that on the show. I'm like, just kind of like chilling at the bar, having a good time. You know, that's just, you know, just kind of chill. That's me, right? Yeah, just flowing through life. Yeah, exactly. You know, doing my thing. So I celebrate three holidays consecutively. I do Thanksgiving in November. I do Christmas in December. And then I do, in January, Gasparilla. Now, Gasparilla, 
uh, in Tampa, and it happens in Tampa Bay. And Gasparilla is like Mardi Gras, but you dress like a pirate. I've I've been to Gasparilla. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's the it's one of my favorite holidays, and I do it every year. And I've been doing it for seven, eight years now. You know, I just go every year, dress mm-hmm. like a pirate, get drunk. It's a good time. It's so much fun. Which leads me into this. I get to Tampa, Florida, on the twenty seventh of January, end of January, right? I am ready. I'm in a euphoric state. I'm ready to dress like a pirate the next day. Have a good time. Just got off the plane, turned on my, turned off my airplane mode. And the first text that pops up is Tom Sandoval, right? And keep in mind that this fellow has not texted me in six months. So the last text I got from him was six months prior. So it was uh, August, right? So being in my euphoric state, I didn't really think about it very much other than like, oh, how are they? How's the show? Like, what did I look like on the show? But basically, all right, I'll, I'll go ahead and I'll go ahead and, uh, and, and, and open that. Let's bring up those receipts. Yeah. I'll bring Fuck up yeah. the receipts. Yes. And I screenshot it multiple times. And obviously yeah. just in case, yeah. yeah, just in case. So Friday, January 27th, uh, at five Oh two PM, I guess I would be, I'm assuming you read these also on Kristen's podcast. Yes, yeah, yeah. Okay. So I'm giving you all a nice little recap here. Why Good. not? You yeah. know what I mean? From Anytime horses... you want to give us the exclusive on something, let us know. Okay. <laughs> but right. continue. So uh, he said, dude, exclamation point. Just watched the first episode, comma, LOL, exclamation point. Did you bang Raquel that night after sir, exclamation point, question mark. What a gentleman. Laughing, crying emoji. Now, this guy never sends me any emojis at all. Like in the last text. He seems like an emoji guy, though. He doesn't send me any emojis. So me being who like where I was at that point in time. And it's funny, like my brother, my brother was all like, I wish you'd been in L.A. because we were like dissected that. Like, wait, what the hell is he talking about? But because I was in Tampa and I was ready to get my party on, I didn't even think about it. I was all like. Actually, the first thought that came to my mind was like, wait, wait, what's going, what, how, how am I being portrayed? Like, what's, what's happening? You know what I mean? That's the first thing that I thought of. Because uh-huh. I, I would never in a million years think that Tom Sandoval would ever cheat on Ariana, his one true love. Is that Boy, sarcasm? Was, or did you actually think that? I, I honestly thought hmm. that. That's not, I'm not trying to be sarcastic. Maybe I am coming off a little sarcastic right now. Well, I don't know. I no. mean, like, you know, I don't know Tom Sandoval personally. You yeah. know him. But for the Tom Sandoval that I have gotten to know through media and Vanderpump, I, I would not bet on him to be a man of monogamy and, and faithfulness. Uh-huh. Like, that's just not how he portrays. Okay. Like, and I'm just curious, what about Tom Sandoval prior to all this coming out said to you, I, I, this is a guy who is a trustworthy, loyal man to the people he claims to love. Well, the fact that he, um, the fact that he was with Ariana for such a long time and they moved in together and they were, they, you know, they had plans for the future, all that good stuff. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? And then, you know, him and Schwartz, they had such a great relationship, you know, and they stuck together through thick and thin. Uh, it, it, it didn't really cross my mind that that would ever happen. But uh, to play devil's advocate a little bit, speaking of suck a dick, Diana, suck a dick Mm -hmm. with the whole Miami girl situation that happened with Tom and Ariana season three. Did you looking back now, do you think that actually happened? Yeah, I do. Looking back now. Yeah, I do. You think Miami girl happened? Yeah. 
I do. So then wouldn't that give you a little bit of like insight yeah, to be like, we're maybe talking, he's a we're cheater. We're talking at post fact, yeah. post the, the whole thing. Yeah, but there was know? allegations of him cheating in the past. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, yeah it's just more like it. being someone for a long time doesn't mean you're faithful. Yeah. It just means maybe you're good at hiding, Lying. It, hiding it all. Yeah. 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 Well, but think about it. There, after the Miami girl, that was what, 2014? Mm-hmm. What were the allegations afterwards? Were there any? I don't know. Not no, that no. Zero. Yeah. Zip zero. So nine. after Tom sent you this text message in January asking mm-hmm. if you uh, had slept with Raquel, how did you take that? Well, at the time, I like I said, I thought I was like, wait, what are they show? What what's happening on the on the episode? Yeah. You know. So I got the episode. And I watched it. I was like, seems fine to me. I didn't really, you know. But at that point in time, I'm not even thinking about it. Like I said, I am content to just do my thing, flow through life. Yeah. yeah. Drink at the bar, all that stuff. And then all of a sudden, what pulled me in was the insult. Yeah. Was what Rachel said about me on Watch What Happens Live. And you know what's funny is that when and that what'd she was- she say again? Uh, she called me a starter pony. And even uh, I, I heard what's that- What's a starter pony? I don't know. Maybe getting no back idea. on the horse after getting out of a relationship yeah. for the long, um, for a long time, like the first person that you like- Oh, she, you were her starter pony. Apparently. Okay. I don't even know what that means, but okay. Yeah, I bet she learned it from Sandoval. Any horse or pony? I heard, like, okay, so I heard that he advised her to call me a starter pony. That's the rumor. That she, I, I he don't, gave her uh, that. Like, I, oh, I didn't know what a starter pony was, so this I is don't not even a critique know what that is of, of, of Rachel. Starter pony, pony but I, I, I have a hard time believing that Raquel came up with that. But, yeah, I heard, I heard that uh, It sounds a like a something a guy would yeah. come up with. Yeah. That's, that's it, locker room talk. It seems but, very horse race related because it's a pony who leads the parade of the field from the paddock to the starting gate. So it's not actually yeah. running in the race, just like getting people to the start yeah. line of the race. So kind of what you were saying before. That's about kind like, of like a jab at not just me, but at uh, Ariana as well. I mean, let's yeah. face it, you know, because she's an equestrian. She likes to ride horses. <laughs> yeah, that you is know? true. But real quick, we were speaking on Sandoval's character and how you didn't think that see any problems with it before when it comes to Raquel you've obviously known her for a long time whether it was working with her at sir or going on a couple of dates before all this came out how did you view her and see her character I thought she was an honest person I thought it was just you know she was just trying to make her way through life and find her footing so you, you know find, yeah I didn't see that other side of her now I look at some people like this has caused me to really just kind of like look at people in a different light all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. Like it's, I don't trust as well as I used to. When was the last time you spoke to Raquel or Rachel? Uh, since before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Months ago. Months, months ago. You know, and I don't want, I don't like, like I said, this really has given me cause to pause on everything that has happened mm-hmm. for me over the past 10 years. Yeah. You know? What do you think uh, is going to happen with the show going forward? Time will tell. I, that, I have no idea. I don't know what's going on. I mean, I honestly... What do you think, hope? Like, do you, do you see this as an opportunity for maybe you to become a bigger part of the show? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes, I do. Okay. Yeah. And, but in then, your you know, perfect like, world, what would, you, let's say the Vanderpump producers come to you and say, Peter, not only do we want you to be cast, but we want you to produce as well. Pitch us some ideas. Give us your vision of season 11 of Vanderpump Rules with Peter as cast. Like what? Give me some storylines. That, as far as that's concerned, I have no idea because I don't know what's going on. Let's just play around. I would have, have some to, fun. I'd have to start. Well, first off. There's no, be, ba- no bad ideas in brainstorming, Peter. Okay. 
Cool. It sounds good. So first thing I would probably do is start um, finding out what's going on in everybody else's life. Okay. Like, okay, so what's happening with so with the X person, you know, Z, Y, you know, A, B, C, down the list. And then I would probably want to... <laughs> I probably want to focus it on, you know, the Sir brand more. Mm. I probably want to bring in some some fresh faces, some new cast members. Mm. I would definitely cast in the restaurant because there's plenty of people that could probably make an, an impact, you know, as far as um, who would be life. good on the show. Uh, and then and then find out where the where the drama can go from there. Mm. Okay. You know, I would definitely like start looking for some new, some new faces though. And you've seen the faces come and go. You've been on the show yeah. from afar, even from like season one. Um, who do you think the show has changed the most? Everyone. If you had to pick one person where you were like coming in, I never thought they would be like that. As far as like, like, like who surprised you? Yeah. yeah. I guess Sandoval has the most, you know, cause he. He started off as one person. I I to, I look at him as a totally different person now, mm. you know, because of this whole incident. If know? if Tom Sandoval was your best friend, mm. how would you approach this situation? If he was my best friend, how would I approach it? You know, like for example, Tom Schwartz, best friend. He has approached it one way, uh-huh. uh, and that has been met with some criticism. It has. Uh, how would you have approached that as a friend? Well, first off, I would have told him you when you if you try to make an apology. Don't, don't go after people that are saying, oh, don't, uh, you know, like, uh, we're not going to go to the restaurant anymore. That's, you're not reading the room right. Mm. You have to, the first person you have to go to and apologize to is Ariana, you know, and that's not something that he did. That's something that is like, he didn't read the room, mm. Mm. you know, and it's like he didn't have any remorse. That's why I don't trust his apologies. Yeah. Because, so the, the first thing that comes to your mind isn't the person you hurt. It's your business. That's not good. Mm. You know, it's like, uh, so we know where your priorities are and we know that you just didn't care about that relationship. So then why did you stay in it for almost 10 years? Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Am I, am I wrong in saying that? No, no, it's true. Yeah. No, we'd love to know. Yeah. You know, as a, as a manager at, um, the Sir restaurants, I, I'm assuming there's been some, a, a, a bevy or a variety of just shenanigans that have gone on behind closed doors, so to speak. Uh, do you have any fun or crazy stories of maybe hookups that uh, have never been told or just some crazy behind the scenes that I think all, all the fans of Vanderpump Rules would just be so thankful and uh, of you sharing that story for fun? Wow. Uh... Well, that's a good one. A lot. <laughs> I'm sure there's even more than one. Yeah. We're happy to hear them all. Okay. Well, um, so when I was a busser there, I, uh, <laughs> I, okay. So I started off as a busser at, at Sir when I first uh, became, when I first joined that work, particular workforce. And uh, yeah, there was this one waitress that, uh, that, that I hooked up with. Like, actually, she was the manager. Right. But yeah, that was, uh, that was another, anyway. So yeah, we ended up making out in the back room, the like all that the office, all that stuff, you know. So that was that's that was before the cameras were on. Okay. Did you ever catch anyone hooking up? No, I never caught anybody hooking up. I remember once Kristen wanting her tips, 
and uh, one of the other managers barricading themselves in the office. And I remember st- like like when I, this was when I was first managing. This was a co- uh, of course 2011 before the show started, and uh, I was like I see, I see one of them like run by <laughs> and lock themselves in the. Because the women's bath, like we reconstructed a few things. So the women's bathroom where it is now was the office originally. Mm. It was originally an office. And then we moved it more into the belly of the beast. So it's like you got to go through a few areas to get to the office now, the data room. So (laughs) they barricade themselves in there. And at the time when we picked up tips, now the tips are all like, you know, put together in, in, in checks. But before it was like, oh, you could pick up your tips on the next bit, you know. Because we pull tips, so you picked up the chip, your tips in the next business day. So the manager ran into the um, to the uh, office, and I'm here managing. I'm here managing my section, and she walks over, you know, with the Kristen strut, just kind of like ta 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 ta, and then start banging on the door. And we would have like everyone would have to pick up tips from one o'clock till four. That was the time that you had because we had to start, you know, getting the place ready to open. This was around eight o'clock in the evening. She's like, I need my. T-. It was a little bit of a uh, it was a little bit of a crazy environment back yeah, in the day. Definitely. And speaking of crazy environment back at Sir, some of my favorite scenes are with Jax and James Kennedy. What are your thoughts on Jax and Brittany kind of getting back into the Bravo world? Jack's getting back in the problem. Like he was on Watch What Happens Live. Yeah. He's kind of having a bit of a redemption. Yeah. Do you arc, think he'll be will. on the show again? I don't know. We'll see. Would you like him to be? Yeah. Uh, I'm indifferent. Mm. I heard that he was uh, saying some stuff about me behind my back. Like oh, what? No. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to get into that. But uh, I mean, it's just, you know, kind of mockery. And I'm just like, dude, what the hell did I do to you? So I decided based on that information, to start a website called numberoneguy.com. Did you? Yeah. What, what's that about? Well, I sell, I sell, uh, I sell merchandise. Mm-hmm. So I start, start a pony candle, consolidate me candle, start, ain't no starter pony t-shirt, consolidate me t-shirt. Is this I also have a Chihuahua, Chihuahua follower cap on there. Um, and, and it's the, it's the better one. It's like, yeah, uh, it's not all the, uh, it's not all the letters. It's uh, number one, the numeral one guy.com. So back in early Vanderpump Rules, Jax had like a very famous quote where he went after Sandoval and was like, they were very drunk and he was just like, I'm the number one guy in this group. Like, stop trying to be the number one guy in this group. I'm the number one guy in this group. Uh, What was that quote in Game of Thrones? He used to say he's the king is not really the king. So for me, once I heard that, I was like, yeah, sure, man. But then, you know, I just didn't really care. You know what I mean? Mm. All this stems from me reacting to bullshit that people are like saying about me behind my back or to my face and i'm just like okay fine right you you want you want uh you you want me no gloves cool awesome do you, you know? feel like and that, i have to you know you have to defend yourself on some of this yeah, for sure do you feel like the the main cast doesn't respect you the way they should uh i guess so and now they're finding out that oh peter because i i think that a lot of people because i'm a very nice guy but don't piss me off Cause then I'm going to come at you and I'm, it's not going to be, it's not going to be pretty. Cause I'm just going to keep going, you know? So when you, when you talk shit about me behind my back or to my face or call me a starter pony, whatever it is, I will, you know, I'll say, okay, fine. You you want me to retaliate? Then I will. I'm nice, but at the same time, don't piss me off. Do you think uh, all the things that happened between you and Raquel uh, earlier this season, wh- where do you think the genesis of that was? Do you think you were being used? Mm-hmm. Or was- yeah, I do actually. 
Okay. I've, I've, I've said that before. How did it all start? You know, was that like something that was for the show or like what were the origin stories of you and Raquel? Like how oh. did it all come to be? <laughs> um, so last year, around this time, actually, I was in Chicago. Actually, it was in March of 2022. I was in Chicago. And then all of a sudden, these, uh, so I didn't update my Instagram app. And, then, and, and Raquel put out a picture saying that the, she, she put out a picture of some flowers saying, oh, the way the light hits these is question mark. So it was an emoji that I didn't have because my phone didn't update. The little alien yeah. like thing. Yeah. Yeah. It was a question mark. Yeah. Yeah. And for me, when I read it, I, you know, it was an instantaneous thing. And I thought she was all like, oh, answer this portion. It's like, you know, put a comment. That was like a mad lib. Yeah. Fill so like she was trying to get the comments <laughs> and she was asking people to yeah. fill in yeah. the blanks. That's, so but it was yeah. really an emoji, but that's not the way I read it because sure. my phone didn't, hadn't updated. And I was all like perfection or something like that. And then that comment just took fire and went off and everyone thought that we were dating at the time. Okay. So then I called her. I was like, you know what? You, let's go on. Because I didn't even think well, about the it. The internet thinks we're dating. You might Maybe as well. We should date. As, yeah, there you go. Okay. You know? and, uh, and so we went out. Uh, when I got back from Chicago, we went out. and then. Um, and then she went on a couple of other podcasts and was all like, oh, you know, I'm not really into Peter, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, cool, whatever. I don't care. <laughs> so you went out prior so, to the show? Yeah. Just once? Yeah, no. So then um, about a couple weeks later, we randomly, actually it wasn't really random because I was introducing her to a, uh, to a potential, uh, so, someone who needed like, uh, what do you call it? Uh, an influencer. Mm. There you go. Uh, on Instagram or whatever. So I introduced her to this particular person. And, uh, but me, I was, you know, cause I do real estate as well. So I was, you know, talking to him about, you know, this particular house that he was looking to renovate or whatever. And we had checked it out before and then he was like, Ooh, let's go get a drink. I was like, well, okay, cool. And then, uh, and then she came in and we all sat down and I was like, all right, whatever. You know, we sat down, we had some drinks. I was, you know, then he had to leave. He had to go to Orange County. And then Ra Raquel, I'm going to go back and revert to that because this was prior to this whole thing. Raquel was all like, oh, you know, let's go get a drink somewhere. I was like, okay. And then- She asked you for a drink. Basically, yeah. And I was like, okay, yeah, you know, park your car at my place and then we'll go out. There's a tequila tasting going on. I didn't, I didn't realize because this was a Wednesday, the tequila tasting was the next day at this particular spot. And so we went, we walked over and the place was closed. I was like, ah, damn. Well, let's go to Rocco's, right? She's like, do they have nachos at Rocco's? I was like, yeah, I think so. I don't know, right? Because she really wanted nachos. That's where the whole thing came from on the show, you know? But she played it off like, Ugh, whatever. I'm like, dude, you wanted nachos really badly. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, why are you playing just it trying to be a gentleman. Yeah, why are you playing it off like, like oh, yeah, Peter didn't. No, dude, you wanted nachos. I How was did like, she play it off? I, I, I can't remember. It was on the first episode. She's like, Ugh, whatever. I'm like, okay, you're the one that was like talking about nachos the entire time. That we, like, oh, breaking this news is, right here. Raquel yeah. is obsessed with, with nachos. nachos. <laughs> yeah. Will get not shut up deal. about nachos. Get that. Get that. Yeah. So, so they didn't really have anything to eat. And then I suggested, okay, fine. Let's go from Rocco's to Tom Tom. She's like, are you sure you want to go there? I was like, why not? You know? So then we went, we, we had some dinner, you know, we chilled. Your dinner. What did yeah. you guys talk about? You know, just, I, I actually, I can't remember. I just remember, you know, like us getting, uh, what was it, carrot cake for my uh, birthday. It was an early birthday because okay. I love carrot cake. 
So she wanted to carry. She got me carrot cake for my birthday. I was like, oh, you know. Oh, so did she suggest to get you cake cool. for yeah. your birthday? This feels like yeah. it must have taken a full day. This feels like a day. When did the person leave for Orange County? Like <laughs> five. Okay, and it's currently three in the morning because we've gone to forty-five restaurants. <laughs> <laughs> no, we didn't actually. We just went to two. two and she okay. suggested going to Tom Tom. I suggested. He going suggested to Tom Tom. Okay. She's like, "Are yeah. you sure you want to go?" Yeah, exactly. Probably because, like, "Hey, do you want to be seen at Tom Toms together?" Yeah, but nevertheless, and of course, you someone had... comes up. I can't remember who. Uh, I can't remember who it was, but someone comes up and was like, "Are you guys on a date?" And Raquel, Raquel was all like, "Why do we have to label it?" You know. So we sat down. We ate dinner. We had some carrot cake. Then uh, I took her back to my place. You know, I was expecting it. And then we started making out. And then she did, she was like, I got to go. I got to go home. And so she ran away. From <laughs> she ran yeah. after. She ran to her car and got out of there. <laughs> yeah. So was this in like April? She didn't want to continue it. So it felt like you there know? was kind of a moment where she realized she was like, oh, no, wait, this might yeah, escalate and yeah. I don't want it to escalate. Yeah. So in that exactly. moment, she was like, I'm going to yes. remove myself. Yeah. When, you, was there a follow up conversation to that? Be like, hey, hope you got home. Yeah, basically, okay. yeah. And she was all like, you know, I don't really want to be dating, any, dating, dating anyone. I was like, oh, OK, cool. Like I said, <laughs> and that just was the last through. time you exchanged any fluids. Yeah, basically. But when no, actually, no. That's not the last time we exchanged fluids. When was the last time you exchanged the, fluids? The first um, night of filming when Tom was asking me, "Did you bang Raquel that night?" Okay. When is your? Because everyone was all like, "Oh, you guys are making out in front of you know." Yeah. yeah, that was on the show. When is your birthday? Uh, June fourteenth. So first time you hit her up was in like March, yeah. and then you guys went on a date then, and then you went on another date in June, and then it started filming. I think it was yeah i think it was either june or early late may okay yeah yeah and what did you think when she started crying about having aged out of pageantry i don't remember what i was thinking i was just like i need to console this this girl because i was just like that sucks you know what i mean you know, you're just kind of like not caught off guard but more like man i'm sorry you know yeah. what i mean do you think raquel and tom sandoval are a good match <laughs> Time will tell, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> but if you had to take a bet, like if they were going to last or not, what would you say? Nah. No? You know, nah. you know here's a question that people haven't asked <laughs> uh, about. We've, we've covered top and we don't, it's, it's, it's been a challenge to find some redeeming qualities about Sandoval right now. But Raquel, as someone who went on a date with her, sounds like you had a pretty decent time. And perhaps if she didn't run away, she 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 cried on my shoulder the first night we went out back in that March. Yeah, what was she what crying was about? Yeah, what was she crying about? Just uh, everything, the way everything's happened. You know, she was crying about how like James moved on so quickly. Hmm. And so I thought it was a, like a genuine like, whoa, shit. Yeah, you know. Well, like, I mean, listen. Then too, there are plenty of people out there who, are, on... who can be sad about the things that happened to them while failing to to, to demonstrate empathy. For the way they treat others, I mean, yeah, that, that happens. it's kind yeah. of interesting, actually. All the now time. you think about it, but do you do you see Raquel as, I guess, Tom's equal when it comes to low character, or do you, mm. as someone who went on dates with Raquel and seemed to like the person and be interested in pursuing her, what are some of Raquel's redeeming qualities? Like, redeeming. what what nice things do you have to say about this person? Because I, I, I do believe that if people are willing, really they, can, they, to... can, they can turn a corner. And I think there's a, a lot of good in people who do bad things. And then there are just bad people. And which, wh how would, what, what silo would you put yeah. Raquel in? Well, I would have thought that she, after all this has come out, I don't know what redeeming qualities I could say about it. You know, cause it's like, is it a total lie? Mm. You know what I mean? 
Yeah. Like, I don't know how you to, know like, or I don't. I don't know. I yeah, don't know. No, it's like it was everything was everything because like, I do. I, I do believe that I was a scapegoat now yeah. because I do believe that they were hooking up way, way before we went on those dates, like a, a few of those dates, because you're not going to hit me up. Tom Sandoval, I mean, it's not going to hit me up if it wasn't going on at that time. You know, yeah. Honest, well, I don't think his text messaging is interesting because if they were hooking up and having some kind of relationship, it would suggest that Tom Sandoval does not trust Raquel. That's a, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. And so there seems to be a lot of toxicity like, already. Yeah, he yeah. was probably like, "I thought you said you didn't do that." Like, and yeah. then it's on the show type. And then, you know, and even Swartz on Watch What Happened Live even talked about there's already a lot of toxicity in that relationship, mm-hmm. and and he he even doubted its uh, sustainability. Yeah. He said right, that she was his heroine. Yeah. Just crazy. Oh. Well, Schwartz said that like Raquel was like heroin to Sandoval. Like he needed it. He's like addicted to it. What? You missed that? <laughs> I thought he said hero like a like his his hero. muse kind like of thing. Female yeah. His hero. hero. His, his heroine. Oh, you're my hero. But now you're saying that it's like a drug? Is that that's I believe he meant it. I I Honestly, Peter, when he first said that, that was my first thought. I quickly realized he meant the drug yeah. in a negative way. Oh, yeah. wow. But either way, I think the point kind of yeah. tracks either way. Like it's Yeah, either way, yeah, it checks. He okay. is inspired by Raquel in a not so positive way. That's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, like, that's like, wow. I don't. Just blew uh, your mind, huh? Yeah, this entire time I thought that it, it, she was his hero, but now it's like, oh, it's, she's a drug to, okay. This, yeah. yeah, that's not going to last very long. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's to phrase like Nick's question, I guess, differently, because of course, like I bet you're questioning so many things. Like, yeah, yeah. Pe- like without the knowledge of what you know now, when you were first like going on dates with her, like what was kind of the pull there? Like in thinking about how this person might become heroin to people, like what are just those like beginning entry level initial attractors that she like possesses? I mean, I thought I... <sighs> I, I liked her bubbly personality. Mm. I thought it was, you know, I, th- I thought that, you know, she was like, like floated around and just kind of like had an amazing personality. And that's what attracted me to her, you know, mm. it's, you know, just kind of, yeah, just, yeah. I don't know. Real quick. I know, obviously the reunion hasn't come out yet and there's mm. a lot of talk about the reunion. Um, and I know that most of the people went out the night after the reunion, and I'm sure you can't say that much, but is there anything about the reunion that you can give us today? I can't. Nothing. I can't give anything describe about the reunion. Describe it and just, just like describe it without giving details. Like what was the, the well, environment? What was the vibe? I, uh, from secondhand experience, I know that it was uh, very like. Were you, so you weren't there? Mm-mm. No. Okay. I, I, from what I've heard, I, I know as much as you guys. Yeah. Why weren't you there? I don't know. That's a good question, isn't it? Yeah, what the fuck? I don't know. Yeah, what the fuck? That's a good, that's a very good question. I mean, just sitting here now, you seem capable of making entertaining television. <laughs> you think? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Like, it's just, uh, yeah. I don't know why I have not been invited, but you know what? Whatever. You know, I'm able to do this with y'all. Yeah. You know? And That's... do you have a good relationship with the show? Like, do you? Of course I do. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I have been, I've been on it for 10 plus years now. I'm mean, 2011 when we first started, I was on the inception. I was part of it since the inception. Mm-hmm. And now I'm still 
oh, still going. What's your relationship with Brock? I've gotten to meet Brock. I think he's a nice, affable guy. I don't know him all that well. I consider uh, Sheena to be a friend. I know Sheena a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Uh, last week's episode, I thought that was a bit of a unique moment where, like, there was a scene at Brock's bachelor party where he had his, like, arms wrapped around Ariana. Mm-hmm. Am I saying yeah. that right, too? Is it Ariana? 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 Potato, potato? Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I don't want to butcher it. But it was like... Ari- I say Ariana. I say Ariana. You say Ariana. Yeah. Uh, what are your thoughts of Brock? Because there were ru- there's uh, uh, current rumors going around that even Brock had some history with Raquel. Is is that bullshit? Is that just like kind of the rumor mill kind of getting out of control? Or do I you think, think it's there a rumor be some... mill getting out of control? Yeah. You don't think there's anything there? No. Okay. But then again, I've been wrong before. But yeah. no, I don't... <laughs> oh my god. Uh, yeah. No, I've. Uh, yeah, I don't think. I think that's just the rumor mill getting out of control. Okay. You know, I mean, I don't think that Brock would do anything like that. He's very loyal, so I think he's very affable as a person. Just like you know, you yeah, I've enjoyed his, I, a little bit. I've um, got to meet him. I've enjoyed him. Yeah. He seems so like a nice have guy. I. You know, so, and he and I have become really, you know, good friends. Okay. So, yeah, I don't think there's anything to that, to that rumor. Okay. You know. And a question for Vanderpump Rules stands. We know that you've gone on dates with Katie, gone on dates with Stassi, and gone on dates with Raquel. So, I, I dated Stassi. Dated Stassi, but just yeah. went on dates with Katie? We went on, like, one date and got wasted and made out. Okay. That was it. That's like the extent. Of so, that. out of the three of those, you would say you had like the most of a connection with like Stassi? Yeah. How long did you guys date for? Uh, I'm going to say four months. Oh, okay. Four months. And yeah. that, was that pre Jax? Yeah, it was pre Jax. This was, that was 2009. Hmm. A long time ago. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. That was a long, that was pre yeah, Baby Peter. Pre Jax. Yeah. Baby Peter. Yeah. I had short hair then. <laughs> oh, man. I don't think it looked like. I think longer short hair is both great. Thank but you. if looking back now, like uh, you've obviously been on reality TV for 10 years, been around all these crazy characters, worked in the industry for that long. What's one thing you think y- you wish you could tell baby Peter back before all of this started? Oh, yes. So if I could go back and, and, uh, and tell baby Peter something, it'd be like, don't put up with their bullshit. Who's there at all. Hmm? Jax, Stasi, you name it, go down the list. Don't put up with any of their fucking bullshit. And the thing is, is that I didn't, like, with Kristen, it drove me to the edge. And that's why you, uh, you see on, like, season three, why it said that you're a you're detriment to this, uh, to this restaurant. Because she was, like, you know, buying, buying drinks and having them get deleted at the end of the night. And she would be drinking them outside. She actually admitted to it in that, in that, uh, mm. in that staff meeting. She actually admitted to that. But it was worse because I think that they... Uh, I don't, I don't know if they played it. I have to go back and watch, rewatch the episode. But she was like getting pictures of sangria and drinking those with James Kennedy outside of the restaurant. Or, you know, she was but just Christian like getting to wasted. Turn a corner. And, and no, you she has. A podcast, she and it seems I, like you yeah, guys have reconciled. Yeah, she and I get along very well, you know. Yeah, Kristen she, seems like one of the people from, from the earlier franchise that really has, and I think like, you know, Katie or Lala, uh, uh, Kristen, I've only known them in the kind of this life, so to speak, but they seem like people who have, have who have decided to take uh, maybe their bad decisions or regrettable moments and turn it into, you know, a positive or a plus, not a mm-hmm. plus. <laughs> um, do you think Raquel is capable of the same thing? I hope so. Hmm. But do you I hope think- she's able to, you know, just kind of like realize what she did, you know, and admit to it. No one's, admi- she hasn't admitted to it. 
I mean, has she apologized? Has she apologized? She apologized to Ariana already, right? Uh, it's unclear just how sincere it was. But if you could, like, given that you don't think you, it doesn't seem like you think much of Tom Sandoval, and and you hope Ari uh, Raquel can turn a corner. If if you ran into Raquel and you had got stuck in an elevator with her, you had thirty one minute sixty seconds to give her a bit of advice with the idea that you genuinely hope that this advice will help her better her life, what would that advice be? I would probably tell her something along the lines of, you should admit that you really fucked up. You should admit that, you know, you, you appreciate some friends and you're going to try to amend some relationships. And then you should probably like disappear for a while and just kind of like work on yourself. Okay. Mm -hmm. Because it sounds like, you know, you, you didn't get over the whole, your, your ex James Kennedy and then you try to jump into something else and you try to like be something that you weren't or, mm -hmm. or were you this entire time? Were you? Cause I heard rumors about that too. You should kind of work on yourself first before anything else. Do you think James is over Raquel? Yeah, you do. After all, especially after all this, I mean mm -hmm. like Tom Sandoval bought, did he buy the ring or buy the, the venue or something? Yeah. He paid for a lot he of the proposal like, logistics. Yeah. That's really weird to me. Oh, did you find it odd that Sandoval was? Yeah, I did for... actually, and especially looking back on it, especially after that text message, and you know, like they're hanging out at Coachella because, you know, when some once that hit Reddit, it's like, oh, Tom and Raquel were making out. Everyone thought it was Schwartz because again, nobody thought it would be Sandoval, right? Am I right? So I'm thinking way before now, if you think about it. Yeah. But then, why would Sandoval spend all that money? Just to lose it? Yeah. I mean, I guess you could take it as a loss. Maybe he just thought it was a good cover. I mean, yeah, mm -hmm. I guess it would be. And then all of a sudden she's like, oh, no, I can't do this. Yeah, because videos of the last reunion where her and James announced that they're calling off their engagement are going around right now on TikTok. And it's showing everybody super in shock and everybody's in shock besides Sandoval. So people are like, is that why they called Didn't off the engagement? Did he cry? Did he get upset at one point about... James and Raquel talking about their relationship and he got like very emotional uh, yeah. weird that is weird so if you had to pick when you think it started when do you think it started uh 2021 between Raquel and Sandoval that's what I'm thinking Why? I mean it's like because of like you know him paying for the him paying for the 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 party the what the engagement party and then all of a sudden him not being shocked by her saying oh it's off at the reunion. Yeah, I don't and think. Then, and then them making out in Coachella because we know it wasn't Schwartz because he, he even said it. He wasn't there. And I know he wasn't there. So all of this. come, And then, of course, my text message. All this compiled. Yeah, I think it was way before. Yeah, I don't, I don't think Tom's uh, Sandoval's money motivated. I think he's attention motivated. Yeah. So there like, I don't he, like he, he can borrow a quarter I mean, we'll of a million dollars from yeah. his mom and, and treat it like, you know. And so I think him paying for. He likes the attention, attention of the of gesture. Like, oh, you're so amazing yeah. for doing that. And like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Boom. There yeah. it is. There it is. In the cover. Well, before we let you go, Peter, and we thank you for your time, do you have any final thoughts that you want to share uh, with our audience about uh, this whole scandal or, you know, just, you know, things, the lasting impression you want to leave with our audience, you know, maybe about the future of the show or yourself or whatever it is? Um, the lasting impression. Hmm. I don't know. Just keep watching. Keep watching. <laughs> keep we watching. Will. Thank you for watching. Thank you for thank you for being part of this journey because I I, I love that you all are part of this journey because it's my uh, you know 
it is my journey as well. And thank you for participating in this journey with All me. All right, man. Well, Perfect. we appreciate thank it. You thank you so much. I appreciate you coming thank on. You. Absolutely. All right. That was something. I feel like I just worked a, a shift at Sir, um, sitting next to Peter and the manager the whole time. And there was some alcohol, some sweat, some drama. It was literally like an episode of Vanderpump Rules, in a way. A force of nature. Yeah. yeah. That is not what I was expecting him to be like. I don't know. if He was in full caricature mode. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know if it, it that, I think that's just his authentic self. He was also very angry at like certain people. I think he has like a lot of, I think he has a lot going on. Yeah. Apparently pump might be closing. Well, and, you asked him that before yeah. we started recording and he got a little cryptic. Yeah. And then him talking about his relationship with Diana. I thought he was going to talk about like how he was like in love with her or something, but it seems to be it's a business relationship. So I don't know. Maybe something happened with like the pumpster family in his position. Doesn't this all this recent drama have a chance to resurrect? It's also popping. I've never been there and it not be popping. Yeah. And the location is incredible. Yeah. Um, Maybe they're like rebranding maybe doing another type of restaurant. I have no idea, but something that stood out to me throughout that interview was when he was talking about his relationship with Diana and something changing and him being heartbroken. I feel like maybe he doesn't work at Sir anymore. I feel like maybe. that's what he was alluding to. Hmm. Um, And that's why he was saying he was like starting a podcast and had a meeting at one, but he didn't say anything about going like to, to Sir. Yeah. No, hmm. so I think, but that's just off of context clues i have no information i think you might be right yeah because he almost looked a little teary-eyed when he was talking about that i don't know like if it was like sweat or like teary-eyed but um something about his relationship with diana and his relationship with the work seemed off so we'll see yeah any other debrief i think he's really nostalgic about like being on the show and the times that he's had at the restaurant and he enjoyed talking about that, but sometimes you couldn't get the answer. Yeah. Well, it seems like also it's complicated for him because he's kind of half in, half out in the sense that he's on the cast, but he's the manager mm -hmm. and there's some stuff he's included in, some stuff he's not included in. And he's close enough for people to talk shit about him and for it to be hurtful, but not always, but not close enough to get invited to the reunion. And so and he's always like on the show, but not on the show. Right. Yeah. And from the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. Like he was on the very first episode and like it's season 10 and he's still not like on on the show. Which is kind of wild because he is certainly a character. Yeah, definitely. Oh my. He needs to do um a brand deal with Gasparella. Is that how you say it? The pirate yeah. party? The pirate party. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. He is, he should be the president of Tampa for that day because that was the most passion we got out of him. When he was describing it as you go and you party and you dress like a pirate and you just get obliterated having never met him before, I immediately knew that that was his calling. Yeah. That is where he needed to be. Definitely. Every day for the rest of his life. For sure. But yeah, that was interesting. What were your thoughts on him? I feel like we all should have maybe also taken a shot. I thought it was a bit started. unhinged, you know? <laughs> yeah. I just, uh, it's just fascinating. Yeah. You know, he, he, he shared that Tia and Kristen's podcast, generously shared it with us again. I, and I feel like he just, I don't think he knows much. Mm. You know, I think he would share what he knows if he knew more yeah but definitely. i think he's being kept in the dark on a, a lot i mean he literally wasn't at the reunion at the reunion yeah. and i don't think he's like in any inner circles amongst the uh, main yeah. cast yeah but i agree certainly a fun listen i hope you all enjoyed it before we get to texting office hours i do have a question the for wedding. you before we get to sweat in the wedding sweat in the wedding 
Oh yeah, we're calling it Sweat in the Wedding. Yeah. Oh, because yeah, yes, our new new segment debut. Amanda's very excited. Okay. <laughs> uh, we're basically gonna decide it's it's a wedding drama. Okay. And we're here to solve wedding drama. But before we do, I have a question. Back on on the Natalie photo shoot, she took these beautiful photos, and mm-hmm. then we took a couple quick photos, mm-hmm. and we took um a very just a cool photo. She had this idea. I'll actually, well, we're among friends. But like this photo, kind of sexual, kind of hot, just the two of us, little kind of Tumblr, yeah, you know, ish. And like, Dally wanted to like do, make it into a print and put it in our bedroom, yeah. you know? And I have a, like in my house, I, I do, I dabble in photography. So mm-hmm. I have like pictures. You have some gorgeous shots of loved ones. Yeah, of family members and some of Natalie. And then like in our bedroom, we have, you know, pictures of us and Jeff, but like, What's the level of like narcissism mm-hmm. is appropriate if you don't have children, right? You know, someday Natalie and I very much hope to ha- be parents. Like uh, having children is a huge priority for both of us. And we hope to do that, you know, I guess soon-ish. Up until that point. Yep. like I have opinions on this. What is, what is okay mm-hmm. in terms of like printing out and, and framing pictures of yourselves if it's only the two of you? And like, you know, again, like we're in our... I guess golden era, so to speak, and like it's a cool, hot photo. It's a type of photo that like we've probably um, like it'd be you saw in like magazines and be fun yeah. to recreate. Like when, how is it okay? And like what level? Of, like when you go into someone's house and you, they have pictures of themselves, how much is too much? It all kind of circles back to Vanderpump Rules. Uh, Sheena in her old apartment just had a bunch of massive framed photos of like herself on her wedding day. Lisa Vanderpump has massive framed photos of herself. I think that's a little weird, but when it comes to a couple and it being an artsy, great photo like that, I think it's dope. And I, I, I don't think that it's super narcissistic, especially if you don't have kids. I mean, this gets a little dark and deep. I lost my mom when I was 20 and pictures of her and my dad and just pictures in general, I hold so close to my heart because that's all that I really have left. And I think celebrating photos of you and a loved one, especially if it's artsy and cool and hanging it up is so well warranted. And I don't think that's weird at all. Maybe if it was just a a shirtless photo of you in you alone framed above your bed, I mean, to each their own, it would be weird. But if it's of a couple, I think that's completely well, fine. Enough, I in, in my like my pho- photography wall, like I have some pictures of Natalie, but like I have them up. Yeah, I, exactly. I took them yeah. and I printed them. They're not. Of course. They're not, yeah. Not, it's like not. Yeah. No, I think it's cool. And and the photo that you just showed, like it's not like it's artsy. Like yeah, it's cool it's and sexy. Hot. Yeah. yeah. It's a, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was agree. Curious, I was curious your opinion. Pop off in the comments if you have them. Yeah. Uh, regarding like how much is too much when it comes to pictures of of yourself and your partner if you don't have kids and how much is too much like because the thought is like when you it's like it's fine when you're there but when you have company it's like you feel like you have to explain yourself. I don't think it's our so. wall of narcissism. Yeah. No. <laughs> um, you know. But yeah. And but we have that stuff in the bedroom, which is like you know, and like not that our bedroom is off limits to company, but we don't really entertain in the bedroom. Mm-hmm. You know. <laughs> Besides each other. No, sir. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, yeah. This I is think... where the magic happens. Yeah, exactly. This is where the magic happens. Yeah, exactly. And the hot tub. Also, yeah. that was a callback. I'm not just making awkward no, <laughs> jokes no, no, about yeah. my boss's bedroom. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, I think it's fine. All right. Let's get to, uh, what are we calling it? Sweating the wedding. Sweating the wedding. All right. Ooh. How's it going? Good. How are you? Good. What's your name? 
Uh, my name's Emily. I'm 25. Um, I've been invited to a wedding and I have three options. Who to take as a plus one and I don't know who to choose. All right. Well, great. Let's let's see if we can help you get to that solution. So wh- what are your three options? So the first option is a longtime friend um, of since childhood. Mm-hmm. My second option's a hinge date, and the third option is myself. Okay, and is the longtime friend uh, uh, like chemistry? Is there chemistry? Is it same gender, different gender than you? Is it a potential date, or would it just be friends? Like, is there more than just saying a longtime friend? Uh, more to that. Ooh. So we initially decided that we were going to be each other's wedding dates for this year. But then he told me he loved, was in love with me oh and hasn't talked to me since. Well, that's one way of showing um, you that he loves when you. When did he tell you he was in love with you? Uh, we went out for drinks to catch up. Um, we haven't seen each other in a while. So but we how, were just how long, talking. Hanging. How long ago was that? Oh, about a month ago. About a month ago. And when he said, yeah. I'm in love with you, what was your response? <laughs> I don't think was I, it, I was even it that? had a response. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that was the response. Yeah. That's why I giggled. Yes. Okay. Um, and real quick. Yeah. So when you guys decided to be each other's wedding dates for the next year, which is a Netflix movie in the making, essentially, um, <laughs> did you have a little bit of like, oh, this could be fun because he's cute. Maybe I can explore our feelings a little bit or were you just like okay well let's just be each other's plus ones because we were really good friends we have a great time together a little bit of both okay yeah so i like i i think that there's all like potential there okay. but i've never i feel like i've never let myself really go there okay why not i i don't know we okay. just we we haven't we just didn't run in the same circles anymore mm. okay. and well this yeah. is actually almost good news yeah so to 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 clarify, wow. you're not totally against the idea of turning this no. longtime friend into a potential romantic partner. Like, correct. What percentage of you is open to this idea? Literally fifty fifty. Oh. Okay, that's pretty high. Yeah, pretty and, high. But real quick, when you said he hasn't spoken to you since, have you tried reaching out and he's ignoring you? Yes, and okay. he kind of he kind of said, "I just need to clear my head." Okay, but we haven't really talked about the whole him how, telling me okay. he loves me situation. But yeah. uh, but also, how did you reach out? Did you did you pretend I that called nothing, him and texted him and to like hang mm-hmm. out? Did you address? Mm-mm. You just pretended it didn't happen. Okay, so you're both great no, communicators. I said. <laughs> We need to talk about this. Oh, you did? Oh, okay. Are you you just... Yes. You did. Okay. Okay. We've been friends for so long, I didn't think it was something just to... Okay. Of course. But but you only said we need to talk about this. Um, Do you have the exact message, actually? So I said we need to talk, and he said about question mark, and I I put it... And then I called him, and he didn't didn't respond. Yeah. All right. And so, then I texted him later and said, and I said, I don't know why you're not talking to me. Um, he got a new job. I just, yeah, you do. I saw that he got a new job. I said, congratulations, congratulations on your position. I'm proud of you. Uh, it's well-deserved. He said, you don't know how much it means to me. Um, sorry, doesn't cut it, but I am, I'm struggling mentally. Um, I feel like I need to heal before 
first and foremost, since I know that can be pretty unfair. What did you say in response to that? I said, I understand where you're coming from. Thanks for letting me know. And that was it. Real quick, what is he healing from? Because he said, I need to heal before I'll, getting into I'll something. I'll tell you what. But he said, I need to heal before getting into something new. So did he just get out of something and then he said he loved you? Or no, I, I, My interpretation is he feels very much rejected by you because you literally said nothing. So he is assuming that you don't feel, he is unaware of this 50-50, yeah. so to speak. And when you say we need to talk, he is taking that as, you as a friend are saying, we need to talk to address that that so we can continue being friends. And he's saying, I'm not ready to be your friend yet again. I need to heal on the fact that I said I'm in love with you and you gave me literally nothing in return. Yeah, okay, I misunderstood the text. Thank you for um, (laughs) translating that, I needed that. Well, I'm also translating it to you because it seems like you've kind of missed that as well. I kind of felt that, but I just didn't think that I needed to push it anymore well but it's not pushing it it. you're i mean i'm at like i'm not trying to criticize you but yeah like what i would have loved for you to do is say i would have loved for you to text him or maybe left him a voice note because that's that you could even hear your tone and say something like hey first of all i just want to thank you for being so open and honest with me i know that wasn't easy I'm sorry I was caught off guard and I'm sorry if my reaction uh, came across as like kind of completely uninterested in that. But to be totally honest, uh, while I am not sure exactly how I feel about this, I have thought about the possibility of us like being more than just friends. And I would love to talk more about that possibility. And oh my God, yeah, he would have like dropped the ball. He would yeah. have just like completely changed the dynamic. Because if you think about it, I mean, speaking from my perspective, when ego is involved and you 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 tell somebody you love them and they're like cold and kind of like uh, I I don't know, my ego is so bruised and like then I'm like okay now I have to protect myself like I have to put my walls back up and so think about if the roles were reversed and you did this to him and that's how he reacted. That's probably how he's feeling currently. And you don't exactly what Nick said. You don't need to go about it and be like, yeah, like I love you too. But you could be like, hey, like this is a lot. I value our, I care about you. I value our friendship and I'm willing to explore, but I want to know what that looks like and kind of talk about it a little bit more. Yeah. And if you've ever listened to the show, you know how I feel about like friendships once someone decides to kind of cross that line. Like your friendship, as you know, it will yeah. never be the same. And it, you, yeah. Maybe like in like several years later, who knows? But most likely several years later, if you guys don't end up together, you'll end up with other people and this friendship just won't exist in its current form. So you literally have nothing to lose if you're interested in exploring this. All right, let's table this for a second. Hinge, hinge guy. Tell me about hinge guy. So we've been kind of going on a couple of dates um, and then he actually ended it before today. So, but I was wondering, is it still a possibility to go as friends? Okay. No. All right. Immediate. Like, how- no. Okay. We're over <laughs> hinge guy. Okay. So like, I've seen what I needed to see. Yeah. Immediate no. <laughs> no, we're not using a wedding invitation to resurrect a short term relationship. Oh, not, not, not to even resurrect it. What about a wedding like date says, let's be friends. As- oh, I don't know. <laughs> And I like, guess do you want to? I could go as friends. No, do you want to be friends with like yeah, wh- a, a random hinge man that you didn't 
succeed with. Yeah, well, like, yeah. What about him? Says, I let's be pals. I mean, we had like, oh, we just, I don't know, we had fun. Like, I, even if it doesn't, not even if it's not going anywhere. Do you still have? Do you I mean, still I'd want, still want to be his friend. But if he said, okay, let's give this another try, would you be interested in it? Like, do you still have feelings for this hinge man? No, no, you're no. Over. Okay, no. So then, I don't think it, it wasn't that deep. Yeah. Okay. So well, then don't bring him to the wedding. Yeah. We hate. Okay. Option two, uh, not an okay. option. All right. <laughs> What's option three? Option three is go by yourself. Myself. Yeah. Right. Love Which that I, option. Me too. Always, I don't necessarily always, want to do. Always yeah. a great option, but not your first option. Correct. Okay. Um, here, here's what I, the, the, the answer is simple. <laughs> I think you reach out to the friend. <laughs> don't not bring up the wedding. Mm-hmm. That's too much to fucking unpack after he thinks. But I think you send that message. And if you're open to like a voice note rather than a text, I think that can be you you can ensure tone tone and him receiving it in the way that you mean it rather than him reading it in his feelings. So send the voice memo and say something like, hey, I've been thinking a lot about what you said. And first off, I want to thank you for being so vulnerable. I know that wasn't easy. Also, I want to apologize for like reacting the way I did. I was just really caught off guard and I'm assuming my reaction felt a lot like rejection. If I'm being honest, I have thought a lot about the possibility of us being more than just friends. I, I, I can't say that my feelings are as strong as you, your, you said yours were, but I would really like to get together with you and talk more about this uh, because no matter what you mean so much to me and I want to see if there's anything more to discuss rather than just you know saying goodbye to what we have so and then assuming he gets all excited and hopefully still is in love with you you guys meet up and you just kind of just talk and have a fun date don't bring up the wedding if the first get together goes really well Reach out to him and say, I have a crazy idea. What if our first official date, you come with me as a guest of this wedding? Again, I really want to emphasize that if we explore this, I need to take things slow and I don't want to get ahead of ourselves. And I hope that's okay with you. I, I, I need you to understand that while I'm interested in this, I am not sure about this. And you guys already agreed to be each other's wedding dates as well. Like... But I love the way that you phrased that about um, your first date being that and so wanting to take it slow. I think that's great. Would you feel comfortable doing a voice note? I'd probably prefer that. I'm not, I don't like texting. Good. Oh, I I agree. I don't think tone comes across very well. I like to either see, hop on a phone call or. Yeah. You can literally type it out and then practice it on your voice memo. You know what I'm saying? You can, you can make sure it's a home run. Yeah. And like yeah. whenever you have options, okay. like whenever you have options, you came into this call saying you have three options. But deep down, did you know that you wanted to go with first the number one first, the the friend? Kind of, I guess, because we know each other. Yeah, and I'd feel a even lot just more your, comfortable. Yeah, even just your tone when you were talking about all the other options. It's like it seems yeah. like number one is the and way it, to go. And, and you probably were reluctant to ask him because he's not talking to you right now. But he's not talking to you right now because he's unaware of fifty fifty. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to have Amanda email you exactly what I think you should say. Yeah, you can have it up on your laptop. Hold your phone. And then send us the Instagram picture of you guys at the wedding together. Oh, and then we definitely want to follow up, even if it doesn't go. Because, listen, there is definitely a chance that he 
overplayed his hand and like many boys and men before him have boys overstated his feelings and got carried away or was just like having a moment of weakness and and other things in his life weren't yeah. going well and put that all into saying you know what fuck it i'm just gonna tell her i'm in love with her and then felt rejected so i don't think it's that okay but i'm just saying like but yeah just i always think yeah, people should like you know go into something not nothing's a guarantee mm. so i need to work on that just prepare yourself for any possibility and allow him to have a somewhat similar reaction than you have because you know he's probably going to be shocked so give him a day or two a process like I because I, I say that because there's a ch- you know you have a lot of power right now in the sense that he was so vulnerable and you and, and subconsciously you feel like you, your, your ego feels like it's in, in control mm-hmm. but the moment you show some vulnerability if he doesn't as- respond the exact way that your ego is expecting that power dynamic is going to immediately shift and you mm. can like just go off the rails. Yeah. Don't go off the rails. Just, you know, <laughs> give, let it, let it marinate. Get, he's allowed a couple days to process your voice memo. And maybe make some plans okay. for yourself. So that way you have something to do instead of ruminate. Cause like I would for sure be like yeah. torturing. He might respond right away, but thoughts. like, but yeah, just like yeah. have yeah. something on the back burner. So like you have something to look forward to or just like something to fill your time. So yeah. you can't, marinate too much and what ifs and i am guessing you won't have to wait that long but just in case so let's say he doesn't respond at all then uh, i'd wait three or four days and then i would text him a follow-up and saying hey just checking coward in. no <laughs> oh my god amanda that's my go-to whenever <laughs> people don't respond to my messages i say coward no, don't say that i really uh, it's funny but, don't but do it. it's not appropriate. Uh, I'd give him a few days, and after a few days, follow up and say, "Hey, I just wanted to, you know, check in." I'm on, like chicken my, steak or vegetarian option. Yeah, <laughs> I think <laughs> give him a few step. days, but then you have you're allowed to push. Yeah. You're allowed to push for an answer. Okay, you but, got this. But right. give it give it at least seventy two hours. Thank you guys. No problem. Okay. All right, Amanda. We're gonna, so Amanda's going to email you your lines. <laughs> Okay, good. I'm gonna need that. All right, uh, but okay. but in exchange, we demand a follow up. Yes. Please. Okay. When is the wedding? Absolutely. Yeah. When's the wedding? Um, in the end of May. Amazing. Perfect. So it's coming up. Amazing. It's gonna be great. I can't wait for photos. <sighs> you can do uh, it. Me too. You got it. <laughs> yeah. If not, unless... I'll send you a selfie. And of the course. Big, and assuming he's still very excited, your challenge is going to be making sure that he understands that while you're interested. You need to take it slow yep. and he needs to be okay with that. And you two have a lot to get to know about each other despite being in each other's lives since the very beginning because you don't know each other as romantic partners and you both need to be open to learning about each other and not assuming you know everything about each other. Agreed. Okay. Cool. All right. Noted. Okay. Good luck. Thank you, guys. Keep us We're rooting for you. <laughs> we'll do. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Robin, this has been so fun. Thank you. I love it here. I don't want you to leave. I know. I'll just move in. I mean, I like the green. Is there anything? I know we have to get going. We've been recording for a while. Uh, anything you? Anything we didn't talk about that was like burning in your mind? Oh, I want to say something. Or oh, actually, first of all, I'll answer the question. No, no, no. <laughs> no, it's okay. Go on. Can we put some respect in, in Ben Affleck's name? Okay. So I live in Boston um, and he is essentially like the mayor, the president, the the biggest person to come out of Boston. So I'm a Ben Affleck girly and I have 
a lot of respect for him. And something that's so Boston about him that I love is like when him and JLo get in like arguments like on the red carpet or like at these award shows when the camera's on them. And it's not serious arguments. It's just like, you know, bickering with your partner. Like he does not hide that. And I think we should respect that more. Like I I like it. I saw a clip of him speaking fl- what I what I understand to be Spanish. Fair, pretty fluent Spanish. He's fluent in Spanish. And I just like the man is so incredibly talented. He's put out such amazing content, both as a director and as mm-hmm. an actor, from Argo to Goodwill Hunting. His new movie Air, I, yes. I haven't seen yet, but I've heard, heard it's, it's incredible. phenomenal. Yeah. Obviously, he's struggled with alcoholism, and it's I, like, he's like this me. He's like this butt of jokes for so many people. And I just feel like we should put more respect around Ben Affleck's name. Also, just, like, with addiction, to be in this industry, like that's something that we should look at him as and be like that's incredible that he's continued to work on that and get out of that like to have success and to have everything in the world and to still be struggling mentally is a very difficult position to be in and he's working on himself and continues to work on himself and i think that's admirable yeah like why i just don't understand is it a is it a gender thing like why are we so willing to like have him be the butt of jokes while Um, struggling with everything I think he has part of his charm is his relatability. Like, you know, the photos of him carrying all the, the Dunkin', Dunkin Donuts. Yeah. You're like, yeah. yes, I love you because you're a per like so but, much but of what we're saying. But too many people mock him for stuff like that at the same time. People don't look at him like Le- like Leonardo DiCaprio or Brad Pitt. And like, I feel like they have similar, like Ben has done like so much great work. Like mm-hmm. The he's town? Like, yeah. He's a leading man. Oh my God, the town. That is like my porn as like a Boston I know, I'm so good. Like, the town, the departed. Yeah, like, that's just like. Well, he wasn't in the departed. But. I know. Well, but that's those type porn. of movies. Yeah. 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 His, um, his best friend was though. Yes. Yeah. His friend of me. Um, yeah, no, I think we should put respect on his name. Also, can we talk about who celebrities should be with? Like it was like Reese Witherspoon. Like yes, it was single celebrity. Pitch me a PR relationship. Taylor Swift. Yes. for these single celebrities. Oh, do you have any predictions on Tay Tay? So I think that she is going to obviously. I think it's so corny when people are like her breakup. Oh my god, we're gonna get like such a good album. Like I think that shit is so corny. A lot of her narratives is so corny. But um, I do think we're gonna get good music. I think she should uh, either write a film or a play, um, that has to do with her music. And like all of her albums and like weave it into like if it was Broadway, because I think she could get like an EGOT, like a musical or write more TV or movies and get more into like writing other than songwriting after she's done like ruling the world. And I think she should end up with um very much like a Prince Harry, like a royal or a Kennedy. I know she's dated a Kennedy in the past. Mm-hmm. I think she should end up with somebody of like massive status that just isn't fame. Um, I think she'll do that for a moment. But regardless, I think she should be with a businessman beau. Somebody who like has their shit and their own identity, so like she doesn't get lost in it. My only prediction is that he's gonna have a British accent because I've heard from very reliable sources that it's it's not a coincidence the number of English speaking boyfriends yeah. she's had. I wish you could date Prince Harry, but that's a whole other story. That's what we talked about the last time. Oh I was my here. god! No offense, Prince Harry does not deserve Taylor Swift. I know, but that would be iconic. It would. It would be iconic. It would be iconic. Yeah. Um. But yeah. then you I, think, it. I think it's beneath Taylor. I. I don't disagree. Especially after this past year. I know, but like if if Taylor Swift dated a prince, I'm thinking concept. Oh, yeah. Concept. Oh, yeah. Sure. Concept. Are, is he the only prince out there? Well, no, that's why I said I think she should date a prince or like a Kennedy. Hmm. Somebody of like iconic like status. But she's she's like I said earlier in this podcast, 
independently. She is a fucking incredible, super successful woman. So I don't think she needs to be with a guy. But what I about Reese. I think I I actually thought of one earlier. Let me think. Um. Oh, Trevor Noah. Oh. <gasps> yeah. Wow. Mm, yeah. I think she should be with Trevor Noah. Hmm. Can you guys see that? Oh. I can't not see it. Yeah. I think she'll be with somebody in the industry because she is an industry girly. And like, this is my toxic trait. But like, I loved her and Ryan Phillippe, like Cruel Intentions. Cruel like, Intentions. I mean, I ra- was raised on that shit. Like yeah. the best. So yeah. like in my mind, I'm like, ooh, would they ever get back together? But um, I think they're great co-parents. And but I think she could do like a Trevor Noah. Okay. Olivia Wilde. Um, do you think that there was infidelity in that relationship? Because it's was Harry? No, I'm sorry. With Jason Sudeikis. Yeah. Because oh, the, was, it, was that like a, a Freudian the, slip? Just the, <laughs> the pettiness between the two of them yeah. doesn't track. I think there was infidelity. Um, I also think that they're two very, very different people with how they are in the media and stuff. And like, if your ex went with Harry Styles and like took the kids, I think there's reasons for it to be kind of messy and petty. But um. I can see Olivia Wilde going young again and like this would never happen. But like imagine if she like went on a date with like Sean Mendez, which is like the lower Harry. No offense to Sean Mendez. But yeah, I can see her going with somebody younger again, somebody in the industry, but I don't really have anybody interesting for her because I'm not the biggest fan of her, but yeah. And then maybe as a finale as a Bostonian, Tom Brady. I think Tom Brady should date there's two directions. Like I could think of like a Camilla Marone. Obviously, she just dated Brad Pitt. She's in Daisy Jones and the Six. She's very beautiful and successful. And she's from Argentina. His last wife from Brazil. I can see him dating somebody like her. But I still am holding out hope that he goes on a date with Kim Kardashian. I said that on TikTok and it like went viral. <gasps> but like one date. I don't think it would ever go anywhere. But I can see one date. I, mean, I can see that. I my prediction for Tom Brady is that he is just going to be whether. We get to see it or not. He is just going to be a massive fuck boy for at least a year. I mean, yeah, he's Tom fucking Brady. Or like he'd be like Steve Carell in Crazy Stupid Love. But he's where not. he's like a little lost, and he's like, I don't, I don't know. I mean, what to the do greatest quarterback of all time. <laughs> he doesn't need the help of Ryan Gosling. Again, like, <laughs> they don't need to meet at Century City Mall and eat pizza. High school quarterbacks <laughs> on bad teams get, get more action than they can handle. <laughs> yeah. Tom Brady, arguably one of the more handsome handsome guys out there, has all the money in the world and all the fame. He's not Steve Carell from Stupid Crazy Love. He's I just think of that video of him running during a training camp where he's like and he's like so vulnerable and awkward. And like he's a little I feel like when people are very 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 good at one thing, they might be a little awkward in other areas well, sure. of their life and I think he is that but he definitely does not need matter. any help with women. It won't matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just doesn't matter. And then real quick to actually wrap it up, Ariana, who we think yes. Ariana might be with. This is a random hot take. But I can low-key see her dating Zac Efron because I was on Zac Efron's Instagram the other day and he's kind of like, not flamboyant, but like a little out there, has the mustache, is into like wilderness. Remember when you did that whole like Netflix show type of vibe? Mm -hmm. I can see Ariana going on a date with and Zac Efron. Okay. Everybody heard it here first. Might seem a little out of the ordinary, but I'm not usually wrong with my predictions and I just have a weird feeling that that might come to fruition we'll make that a tiktok that's gonna go viral yes let's make it happen 
TikTok. Woo. All right. Well, Robin, we could go on and on. Yes. But we have to let you go. Thank you so much. Oh, what do you think of the new, uh, what do you think of the rebrand? When I said I walked in, I love it because it feels very much at ease and calming and to get people to be vulnerable in a setting like this. These are the types of vibes that you need. Love everything about it. Love the coloring. Love the new cover art, which we spoke about. And I think you guys are just going to go up and up. And I can't wait to see it and be a part of the journey by being on these episodes. Well, you are welcome back anytime. Thank uh, you. Please, uh, where can people find you? At Town, G-I-R-L-B-O-S-S-T-O-W-N on TikTok and Instagram. All right. Well, everyone, don't forget we have another episode of Better Date Than Never tonight live at 9 p.m. Eastern. Don't forget to check out Vile Files Plus for all the amazing bonus content that we are putting out weekly, including some amazing updates from all our callers that call in, whether it's texting office mm. hours or Ask Nick or our news segment. Sweating the wedding. Sweating the wedding. Uh, we have a big week lined up next week. Obviously, the Love is Blind finale is live on Sunday. And, well, just you need to tune in to our show next week uh, because we will be getting the good stuff. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. We love you. We'll see you back on Monday. Bye. Bye.